may be witnessing the beginning of an era that will mean the complete annihilation of man. Mix the shit. When'd you get here? Mix it with you. <laughs> Mix it. Fireball and protein. Yeah. Mm. Fireball and protein. <laughs> That's how this. G- <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. Fireball whiskey protein. I actually, I had one of the, you know, my Facebook memories came up recently about the uh, when the eclipse happened. Yeah, and, yeah, and you're standing outside, and you had the glasses, <laughs> and he's and like we just done a pump, and Rob's arms are like as big as my head, and he's like <laughs> looking at the gosh dang eclipse for our pre workout or post workout, whatever. It was hilarious. Bring it, Moon. <laughs> can you take my my headphones down a little bit? No, no. Okay, pussy. I can do them like this. Take them down. <laughs> They're what, so hot. What number is he over there? We dial him down a little bit. Um, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Yeah, that's good. Good. Yeah, I can still hear. Can we go? Can we go lower? Yeah, go lower. <laughs> that's, that's the mic. I like the uh, uh, Houston's back to his tactical black look today. I like yeah, that a lot better. But I did put my running shoes on. You, well, they're black. They are tactical black, black yeah. and they're Solomon's, which are, you know, made for escaping. Well, well known in the tactical community. Yeah. Thank God he don't have shorts on today. They're underneath yeah. my. Oh. <laughs> Blind you with my legs, my distraction legs. You should probably get some sun, Houston. No, yeah. no. Vitamin D is your friend. In pill form. Does, so. does tanning beds work for that too? or does, I don't think it does. They don't. Certain kind of tanning beds do. Oh. You got, you got to go to those high dollar tanning beds. The bronzing maybe. Is that, that place, uh, that new place? I think has, It was like what, Ultra? And it's me, it was, no, me, not mega, Ultra. It ultra, was Mega. Mega. And now it's. Minor. It's, now it's like, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. There's some big chain. I, some I don't big know, chain bought them out, but uh, you, you might want to look into Yeah, that. you're right. From pretty much the neck down, <clears throat> I look like the underbelly of a flounder. I won't, I won't go to... I, I actually tried that tanning place, and I, I won't go back. Um, I Did, went four times, and then I finally had to go in there and have a chat with the 11-year-old girl behind the front desk. And You know, the, the thing is, is um, I have strong libertarian tendencies. Shocker. Um, and... When you go into tan, you have to produce eyewear. Mm. And okay, I get it. You know, that's the rules or whatever. So I did for like the first two times. I walk in and the little snot-nosed girl behind the desk is like, do you have your eyewear, sir? I'm like, yeah. So I showed him, you know, came in a second time. Do you have your eyewear? Same girl. Showed him to her. Uh, By the third time, I go in and she's like, do you have your eyewear? I'm like, yeah, it's in my bag. She goes, well, can I see them? I'm like, why do you need to see them? I just told you they're in my bag. Well, it's, it's the rules. I have to see them. So I showed her. Fourth time I go in there, the freaking goggle Nazi uh, says, do you have your goggles? I was like, yes, they're in my bag. Do, can you produce them? And I said, no, I'm not going to. They're in my bag. Take my word for it. Well, you need to show them to me. I'm like, here's the deal, you know, pumpkin. I'm going to go into this tanning booth and I'm going to tan and I'm not going to put these things on. And they're just going to put them back in my bag and then I'm going to leave. So there, I just told you I'm not going to use them anyway. So what does it matter if I have them or not? Just assume that I do take my word for it and let me go tan. And she wouldn't let me. So I said, cancel my membership. I'm fucking done. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause that's bullshit. Yep. It's bullshit. I mean, it, it as it should be my right 
If to, I'm not hurting anybody else. To burn your eyeballs out. If I want to go in there and go freaking clockwork orange style and put toothpicks in my eyes and lay there and burn my retinas out for 20 minutes, that's my fucking right to do that. Am I wrong? Nope. Uh, nope. I could take those goggles and shove them straight up my ass and tan for 15 minutes. She's not going to know the difference. Mm-mm. She's still getting her seventy nine ninety five. Well, she's getting her six bucks an hour. You know, the tanning salon's getting their seventy nine ninety five a month. Who the fuck cares? It's not hurting anybody else. It's just yep. like helmet laws. Yep. I ride motorcycles. I should be able to ride my motorcycle with a helmet or without. I would choose to wear one because it's smart. I'm a responsible adult. Yeah. But I shouldn't have to. The government yep. shouldn't force me. I shouldn't have to put on a seatbelt to go to the corner store and buy cigarettes and you know cheap liquor, cocaine. Not that I would ever do that. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the, the cocaine is behind the counter. Oh, oh, story. you can't get that. Yeah, it's the same all. guy. It's the same guy behind the counter. He just goes to the back of it. <laughs> does he ask you for goggles? Code word. <laughs> Sir, can I see your goggles? No, he doesn't, but uh, Desiree out back does. Because <laughs> she, she chooses to wear eye protection. <laughs> so speaking of Desiree out back, what are we drinking today? Oh, you know what? This is a special one. And uh, we actually have an official sponsor. Like, uh, like mm. a real one, not right. one that we're making up. Yeah. Like we have in episodes one through five. Matthew, Matt Strickland, my client, who he is a, uh, what do you call somebody that, that goes both ways? <laughs> Depends uh, on the context. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that way. You get your mind out of the damn gutter. No, he's, all, he's, one, he's a client. You mean like ACDC, like power <laughs> supply or? Yeah, like different currents. Is he more of a uh, Tesla guy or more of an Edison guy? No, he, he's, uh, he's not only a fan of this podcast, uh, he's part of the 11 loyal fans that we have, but he's also one of my clients and a really badass, hardworking guy on the gym floor. Matt has lost like 10 million pounds or something like that. Uh, Matt went from a really, really big guy down to a very lean guy, and he's, he's been an amazing client, and he loves the show. He wow, might, really? He might be a moron. Which <laughs> lets you know that his mental faculty, faculties may not be completely in line, but uh, it doesn't matter because he brought us liquor. Yes. So yeah, Matt we love him. whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, Matt's he keeps awesome. feeding us booze. We yes. love you, Matt, no matter which way so you go. So here's what Matt brought. He, he brought a little bottle of uh, Fireball whiskey, which I love Fireball whiskey. But, but one, one bit of advice, Matt, uh, when you handed me this bottle of whiskey, you said there's, you said there's 10 shots. <laughs> You don't know Jason, okay? <laughs> so it turns out uh, me and Houston and Caleb and Ryan's here hanging out too again. We don't have any. <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all got a shot and Jason got the rest. Because uh, a Jason shot is different from everybody else's shot. So I mean, I thought that was an airplane bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so so we're all going to do a shot of Fireball whiskey. And then what's the, what's the white bottle, Jason? Uh, Malibu coconut rum. Looks Mal- like aftershave. <laughs> Malibu coconut rum. Now, Matt suggests we take the Malibu coconut rum and mix that with some Coke Zero because, uh, you know, we're fitness guys, so we don't do regular Coke. We do Coke Zero. And what and, was that uh, ratio then? Well, I'm Jason gonna let, would I, tell you half and half. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm to let Houston mix it because I'm definitely going to mix that half and half. And half. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, uh, let's all uh, toast our shot of Fireball. Uh, uh, reach over the table. It's a it's a heavy shot, this so, by the way. Uh, so everybody down that. Thank that's you, good, Matt. That's, that's like drinking a, an atomic fireball. Remember yeah. those candies? Oh, oh that's yeah, good. I awesome. like that. And it, we he had it frozen or cold. Yep. You know, yeah, which is great and still very cold. Nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank Matt. you, Matt. Yeah, Matt, we Matt, love you. Awesome. No matter which way you go, Matt's a badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's a great client, a good friend, and now an official sponsor of the... Oh, I guess who I haven't even told new listeners who the fuck we are. <laughs> well, first off, good God, I think I got a Jason shot. I think there's three of these in here. I'm still shooting. <laughs> I got like a revolver over here. Nine mine's, loads in this thing. Mine's completely empty. Uh, <laughs> so welcome to episode six of the Navigating Dystopia podcast, where we navigate nothing and talk about a bunch of horse shit. Josh, kiss our asses. And uh, <laughs> oh my God. that poor guy. <laughs> we got a two-star review. It had to be that mother. I, it actually, I don't oh. think it, it actually think wasn't, it was? it wasn't him. No, I saw his stuff. So oh, no, he, didn't, he didn't give us a bad some review. Mo- there was some fluke out there. That Josh hated review, us enough to not give us a review no, at all. No, Josh was honestly trying to give us what he considered which i do too is positive feedback of things no, he'd like to see more out of it well i mean come on we're all joking around we, oh, love, we love josh and that's why we keep mentioning mentioning him and we'd love to have him on the show one day as far as you know josh. but we're still gonna bust his balls of course so you know this well, is a room full of guys welcome right? yeah. to the terror dome whenever you'd like to come in but uh, this is episode six and uh joining me as always is jason what's up houston hola caleb what's up and our my training partner uh, Ryan, who's usually in the building anyway. What up? So we told him to you know while he's drinking his protein shake, recovering from the brutal chest workout that we just did, to come in and mix his protein with a little bit of Fireball. My breasts are a little sore, <laughs> a little tender. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should also make note that uh, you know Ryan last time was on the show it was premarital Ryan. Yeah, and last is, time Ryan was on the show it was premarital right, Ryan. Married, yeah. Now he's a uh, old, washed up, married man Ryan. He is slumping a little bit more. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like he's had the life completely sucked from him. <laughs> what are your testosterone you levels guy. like right now? No, 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 no. Those little sparkles. Fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you guys don't know yeah. it's fine. Yeah. You're hurting tell my feelings. Anyone, tell any wife it's fine. Yeah. And see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan is now married. He's, he's already had 60% of his life force removed from his bones. And, uh, he is just, he's been sucked dry. He's back here, collapsed on the couch. Turn into jelly. (laughs) So congratulations, Ryan. Uh, we tried to warn you, but, uh, at least it looks like you got a good one. So congrats. Um, all right, uh, so let's see. We've talked about the sponsor. I railed against tanning salons. Um, we haven't made fun of liberals yet. Oh, well, we I cannot of- stand Pelosi. Speaking My God, the okay. woman is a moron. A good Sorry. segue. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Um, Blaming. Got, no, she got scammed, Houston. Oh, she got no, set no, no, up. No. Totally she set, got up. set up. She got totally set up. Uh, this was the right <laughs> conspiring against her. She mm. was totally set up. It was the salon's fault. And because she is righteous Lord. and just, and us serfs don't know what's best for us, and she does, and we should never question her authority, okay, her so, righteous authority. All right, so I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna work through the logic here. So when I see the interview where she's questioned, she goes, I take responsibility for being duped, essentially. I take responsibility for being scammed. I take responsibility for being set up, however you want to phrase it. All right, so... That to me is almost like a victim going, I take responsibility for getting raped. Right. I mean, yep. did, where's the logic? No. I mean, sorry, you weren't set up. Your assistant called and set the appointment. The salon owner isn't controlling the individual people that are renting the booths. The, that, that's on them. You've got everything in a shutdown. You've, you know, legally, law, whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure whose stomach that was. Good what sound was, was yeah. that? It wasn't me. Gerbil, gerbil, gerbil. What was that? I don't know. It was weird. Anyway. Ryan's not even mic'd and we heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because his soul is on fire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 
so so, somehow <laughs> she's decided shirt. to blame the victim. It's well, if you wouldn't dress that way, it wouldn't happen to you. It, oh, it, yeah. it makes no. Lo- and if you can't see through this, if you if you're a liberal liberal and you're still on the wagon. What's it going to take for you to start seeing through this stuff? Hey, listen, I, I used to it's be ridiculous. I was a card carrying Democrat and then saw through that horse shit and burned that and switched sides. But then when I switched sides, it didn't take me too long to realize that that side was full of shit, too. I mean, if you're out there and you're supporting this horrific communist fucking party, this anti-freedom party, it's time to say bye bye. You know, yeah. just walk away. Yeah. Think for yourself. D- don't subscribe to any party. It's so refreshing. Try it. Just dip your toe in the water once. You're going to like how so, it feels. So what's wrong with just being I'm independent and There's I'm just and I'm just going to vote for who I think can do the best job? That's that's what's exactly wrong? that's what's wrong what that? happened. Once I realized that the Bushes were no different than the Clintons. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about it. I, I think, you know, I, oh, Jason's I'm, I'm, look. I'm Jason. very confused. Are you like suggesting that someone use like logical thought process to make an opinion that, by well, themselves? I, I say the option without to, doing exactly what they were told the by the option TV? to use. It's there. The option to use. It's there. Oh, whether I you've see, got yeah. the ability to actually exercise that option, see, that, because that, that requires you to get off your ass and do something. Yeah, I can't so, do that. I'm just yeah. going to I'm going to do what the TV tells me to do. What? <laughs> going to tell what the little man in the box told me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, if Nancy Pelosi says then I'm going to say, okay. And whatever she says, I have to trust her because she's smarter than me. Mm. She's been in political power for how long? 33 years. 33 years. Obviously, she's smarter than me. She knows better for me than I do. She knows how to tell me how to live my life because I can't make those decisions on my own. Well, I think I I need people like Nancy to tell mm. me how to live my life. I think I would follow Nancy because she can drink more than me. You and her would make a good pair. You (laughs) might be able to talk some sense in (laughs) Talk about put somebody in a ring. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then just set the drinks up and just go shot for shot shot for shot. So that would be like like a cage match. And like she weighs maybe, I mean, she's 80 something, I guess. So she weighs more, what, 20 pounds? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just all a bag of dust. So at quick this point, quick question. Who do you hate worse? Oprah or Nancy? Oh, they're all the same. Oh, I, I just, yeah, I'm not even sure it isn't the same person. I mean, we got, you, a, we got an FU Oprah. We haven't had an FU Nancy yet. My, yeah. I, I'm, all, all time most despised political figure. Mm. Who's yours? If you had to pick, I don't know. It's if, just, if it's just a melange one, of just you craziness. You could pick one that you'd set up on a wall, and they'd hand you the rifle and say, "Put a bullet in her forehead or his and, forehead." And has to be political. Be. Has to be political. I, right now, she's really at the top of the list. And Mine it, would be it, Hillary. Mine yeah. would be Hillary. Yeah, just yeah, that, knowing that's, how that's evil close, that bitch yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Pontius Pilate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's no longer breathing. Oh, did you say breathing? Sorry. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't liberal. Uh, he okay. said, well, right. <laughs> Did you say conscious pilot or yeah, twenty one? So yeah, so, so twenty one pilots. Basically, news for this week is all of these Democrat leaders are. It's do as I say, not as I do. Hypocrites. Who was the governor that was eating in the diner? Um, what was it? The yeah, uh, and didn't have the mask on. All that and got Pens- up and Pennsylvania lift. or whatever. Or yeah, I can't who remember. Was that? And uh, it's been happening all over the place. Yep. There's a whole. There was a whole list that I read of all of these uh, Democratic uh, leaders, governors, mayors that are just, you know, breaking their own rules because they don't think the rules apply to them mm-hmm. because it's just to the serfs that they control and not to them. So, hey, screw you guys. You know what uh, would have been better with the Nancy Pelosi thing is if uh, Donald Trump came out of the back like the bathroom and said, you're on punked right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have been set up at that point. Yeah. Uh, so in other news, uh, did you notice how the CDC kind of quietly... Mm. Let everybody know that uh, there's really only 9,200 deaths that are solely related to 
COVID-19 everything else allegedly, was an underlying, yeah. and everything else had a major underlying issue, which <laughs> if you do the math, um, the CDC told you that it's only 9,200 deaths. Now that's out of 330 million people in the U.S. So, and if we're following the CDC guidelines, that means there's no t- pandemic. That means there is zero pandemic at those I'm not sure there ever was. Of course there wasn't, but but now you can officially say that even to the unwitting idiot masses. And uh, so now you can officially throw away your stupid mask and open up the businesses and it's time to move forward, people, because there is no pandemic according to the CDC. But of course, that's not going to get any airplay. Hey, we're mixing a drink. Matt Strickland is our sponsor today. <laughs> Thanks, we're Matt. Gonna, we're we're going to take a commercial break to thank our sponsor. <laughs> Matt Strickland has provided us with a bevy of fine liquors today. Uh, we've already had our shot of Fireball. Now we're moving into, uh, remind us again what that is, Jason. This is Malibu Coconut Rum. Is Malibu the company? Is that the... Malibu, yes, I think so. Uh, Actually, excuse me, um, it's Caribbean rum with coconut liqueur. I feel fancy. Yes. Matt's a a straight up rock star. feel like an old white woman. Mm. Did I just drink mine? (laughs) I thought it was the rest of my shot. That was was a dry run. (laughs) (laughs) It's very coconutty. So now you got to mix me a proper one with the Coke Zero. Okay. I cheated. I'm a shot ahead of everybody now. He pulled that trigger too fast. And, you know, here Excellent. I am getting tanked at quarter to 12 on a Friday, and tonight's date night. Ooh. So, what did you do wrong? <laughs> that's why they needed the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all, now it's all making yeah, I sense I found a, a, a two-cycle, two-stroke engine is a lot better than <laughs> you don't go through batteries as much. Yeah, I mentioned that there's a big pack of C batteries sitting on my desk here, and I mentioned that I can't forget to take those home because Nancy wants them, and you can imagine where that took us. Or maybe you don't, and you're confused, and that's okay because we're not going to expand on that. Yeah. Next story. Not that she ever <laughs> listens to this thing anyway. She goes, how is your podcast, honey? Oh, it was fine. Oh, good. This one's going to be the one. No, she, oh, episode hold, hold, episode hold, six. Hold, hold, hold. There is nothing about this that Nancy's saying, how is your podcast, honey? There's, it's, you did your podcast today, didn't you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess it comes out that way. What do, I, mu- what do I smell? How much did you coconut. drink today? <laughs> yeah. Why do I smell coconuts and uh, atomic fireballs? <laughs> and might be a little bit of ass. <laughs> ass. No, I, I, I don't. I haven't, don't been to, I haven't been to see Desiree behind the convenience. It store. might just be me. That's really good. That's really good, Matt. Awesome recommendation, Matt. Yeah. Who the fuck knew that coconut? What is it? Rum? What, rum, yeah. coconut, and it's coconut, coconut rum and it's, Coke Zero and would then, be and a then, thing. And then, and then, it's Caribbean rum with coconut liqueur. What's right. the difference between rum and Caribbean rum? I don't know, but that's what the bottle says. <laughs> Jason, don't you know everything about this? So we're having a, a CCCR. <laughs> yeah, coconut, Coke, good. and Caribbean rum. So yeah. once again, uh, thank you, Matt Strickland, our official sponsor for episode six. You're the man. Mm. Now a myth and a legend, and you'll forever go down in the pantheon of podcast history. Well, go down. He does. I hear he goes both ways. So well, it's true. It's yeah. true. And I don't think he would argue with that. Matt's a very progressive guy. So you know. well, good for you, Matt. But but in a very conservative way. Hmm. A conservative. Is that an aggressive? Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Is that like I'm jumbo confused. shrimp? Is that like? <laughs> yes. Well, and, yeah. and another thing, you know, Matt is. Um, in all seriousness, Matt is a very strong man of faith and uh, very intelligent with theology and, and uh, you know, is a, is a great Christian guy. And 
He really likes the content that Caleb's bringing to the show. He's here, Actually, to, he's here to rip me apart. He's <laughs> listening to me. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, what, what we've learned in six episodes is what we kind of alluded to in episode one is at this point, nobody gives a shit about me and Jason in Houston. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They all just want to hear what Caleb says once we start saying fuck a lot. <laughs> and then it kind of calms That's down. That's a drinking game, by the way. Um, is it really? I think so. I don't well, play will drinking be now. games because will be I'm now. nobody's friend and I don't get invited anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can drink by yourself and do it. Uh, every that's time why I the, do it, yeah. That's F-ball. what Jason does. Yeah. Jason drinks by himself okay. all the time. Now, now, to that point of fans, Sid come walking in last night to the house. Oh, no. Who's, what's, what's the guy? That, Brand, uh, Brand, Bradley, Bradley, Bradley Jason. Bradley. Shout out to that guy. So He's oh, yeah, that's, our, that's our other fan. All right, yeah. so Bradley... <laughs> We've got two <laughs> messages Sid on Facebook. No, we got three because of Chad. Saying, We're going to talk about Chad later. Yeah, so he, he messages Sid on Facebook saying, heard you in episode three, love it, blah, blah, blah. They started a conversation. She had to run some errands last night. So she came walking in. She goes, I have a fan. I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? Whoever this guy is, do you have know Have you him? seen that website, OnlyFans? OnlyFans. Oh. Mm. Sure, that should immediately oh, yeah, terrify yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is your wife starting an OnlyFans? <laughs> Maybe. Not right. And if so, what is the screen? Yeah, as long as we get, yeah. <laughs> I so got she, a PayPal ready. <laughs> so she comes walking in. I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he, he likes all of us. He's, he's very supportive and all that. I said, but Jason actually received the first message from him. So you're really competing with Jason as far as... Whether I, you're actually, no, 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 no. I got the first friend request. Caleb got the first message. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, well, I got all you bitches beat because he's a personal friend of mine from way back in the day. So, oh well, so yeah. he's really my well, fan. Well, Sid got mad because <laughs> the minute I said that, she's like, "Can I? Can I not have this?" I'm like, "Well, you just need to message the guys and let them know that he, he reached he's out." He's currently typing out a message to Ryan right now. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, you're so, really my favorite. <laughs> he's very supportive, but Sid oh, was you, furious last night that. She thought she was special for a moment, and then it was ripped from her her grasp. Oh, man, you should have so, let her have Sydney, that. you're special. Oh, well, it wasn't me. I told her to message you guys, and the next thing I know, I was Jason, yeah, Jason's totally, first comment Jason, was, "Welcome to the club." Jason totally dogpiles it. I woke up literally. Okay, so my house has been being remodeled since the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> we've had we've been in this house 20 years. My wife is still remodeling it. I wake up at fucking one in the morning, hearing all this banging, clattering. We have all the doors taken off of our mm-hmm. upstairs rooms because we're having we had the floors done, we're having drywall done, we're having molding done. So she finds out kind of late in the game that the drywallers are coming out today, and so she's freaking out because they create this dusty mess because they're sanding down drywall. So at one in the morning, she's rehanging all the doors for all the bedrooms upstairs, and that mm-hmm. wakes me up. So next thing you know, here's me and my freaking boxers half asleep, hanging doors at one a.m. And uh, I don't. Why did I bring that up? It, 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 I was going somewhere with that. What did that have to do with what we were just talking I have about? Not See, a I'm old. Facebook. The only thing Facebook. I even heard Facebook. was boxers hanging up or something. Like that. <laughs> Facebook Messenger. That was your Sid. stop word. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 because I, then I checked my phone to see what time it was, mm. and I saw there was all this chatter on Facebook Messenger, and it was you guys. <laughs> so I'm half asleep, pissed off, and my back hurts. I had a back injury. And then... Uh, we do a lot of stuff while you're asleep. I, I noticed that, because yeah. I go to bed at like 7.30, <laughs> because mm. I have to get up at 3.30 every day to train fucking clients. Thanks, Matt. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, love you, Matt. You're, you know... You gotta be nice to the sponsor, but then I see that I read through like two, of, and then I'm like, no, this this is way too complicated at one a.m. So I went back to sleep. So I'm just getting caught up on it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, so Sid has a Sid fan. feels a little left out, and she has a fan ish. It's yeah. not it's not a it's not a, not a we are agreeing to be just monogamous fans. He, she found out that he's a multi fan. So is he like pushing so. towards some sort of a? 
nav disc gangbang kind of a thing? Is that his, Actually, is that his plan? His motivation is, is lost on me, so I can't figure out what I want, let alone somebody else. Well, he's a he, he's a he's a very big contributor to the to the. Yeah, I was gonna say he he pretty much yeah, runs yeah, yeah. nav disc. <laughs> yeah, I think, so. I think it's, we need to make him an ad. Let's make him an ad man. Yeah, it'll okay. be a lot better. Put that on the list. Go ahead and do that. Make yeah. Bradley Jason or yeah. Jason Bradley. Whatever. That's not his real name, by the, by the way, because I know his real name because he's really my friend. Not his yours. name's Carl. So once again, <laughs> we can't have this. You've you've brought everyone to the podcast again. It's all yeah, you. Well, it's true. Me, 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 yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob. Well, it's true. It's true. Well, see, it's with true. that, though, comes responsibility. See, I won't know responsibility, so therefore I won't know action. Well, to, to be fair, yeah. I'm the only freaking one of the four of us that ever spends any damn time in the Facebook group. I wasn't aware we had a Facebook group. Did we I, have a <laughs> I mean, I stalked the shit out of that. Okay, I don't know what well, you're talking well, about. Stop, just stalk <laughs> Are you a lurker? <laughs> I'm a lurker. You're yeah. the guy with the cigarette so burning in the corner. I'm with this whole bodybuilding shit that I'm doing that I don't have a lot of time to go in there with all the house remodeling I'm doing. I mean, I've thrown some likes out there. I've thrown a couple of likes. I think you need to really <laughs> jump in the pool. I, I think in the Facebook group, Jason and I are just the dudes in the dark corner. You just see the glow of the cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's all you see. Well, I mean, the thing is, okay, nobody gives a shit what I say on this podcast. They still don't care what I say in the group. Get, well, haven't we just established nobody gives a shit what you, I, or Houston yeah, say? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. Okay. All right. All right. So there, there's, our, there's our transition. Caleb's not even paying attention. He's over there on his phone. He's prepping. So there's our transition. <laughs> Caleb, what the, why are we here? What are we talking about today? Well, I think the last podcast we got into a bunch of the Jason brought up the topic of predestination and predetermined. It wasn't post destination. No, not post. No, that's a different thing. Not post destination. Okay, okay. No, I think that's what happens to Jason after he drinks a lot. He's the post destination. So that's him being nostalgic and looking back on his life, going, "What was I thinking? Do they make a vaccine for that?" Yeah. And I'm I'm going to be totally honest. Going into this, I really don't remember a lot of what I said on the last one, as yeah. far as like as as far as segueing into oh, this one. Oh. And so I don't know what I need to well, recap something on. about last Calvinistic. Like, what and, is it? And you gave us the three flavors. Yeah. Okay. Calvinistic. Cool, cool. And then we even got a question on Facebook that's going to go along with this too. I'm going to hit some of that. Someone actually well. cared enough to ask a question. That's Our right. third fan. When, um, we, when we get to it, I'll go ahead and, and ask uh, Chad's question because me and Chad go all the way back to freaking like middle school. Oh, cool. He's so, just yeah. claiming them. He just grabs them. There's no I, I opportunity. Just, I just saw that I got... To be fair, he didn't ask me a fucking question. Oh, that's true. Okay? He yeah, didn't yeah, give yeah, a shit yeah. what yeah. I think. You're either. just the conduit. <laughs> I'm just the guy that makes fun of liberals and drinks a lot. So. <laughs> well, every sitcom has to have the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. You're, you're, what, what was it on Friends? What was the idiot? Uh, uh, I'm not George. Not George. Not on, on Kramer. Friends. Not, not no on Friends. Oh, friends. On Fri- I didn't watch Friends. Uh, now it turns. Give out, me more explanation. Turns, turns out now they're all pedophiles anyway. No, that's so. true. That's true. Yeah. I'm trying to find the qu- what? What post was it? What? What Chad asked the questions. I mean, I screenshotted it just in Ross. case. Ross. So. Rob, it's Ross. He's Ross. The, yeah. Yes. So I have it if if you can't find it. Well, but. I was just going to do like a proper segue, you know, like like I'm the, you know, feeding it to you and you're the expert. When have we ever done anything proper in this podcast? Rob, when did I become an expert on anything? <laughs> Rob's the Bob Vila. Well, in this room, you are <laughs> it, among, amongst friends. Yeah. What what post was it that Chad asked the question? It was on the uh, the one that you said that we're recording episode six tomorrow. Where so the hell is that? Well, while you find that one, I'm going to yeah, go ahead go and start ahead going and you talk into about pre that something whatever. <laughs> Predetermination. Pre, go go ahead and start going into okay, it. Caleb is not going to talk about pre-ejaculation. Go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that today. Whoops. That's Whoops. something you need to talk about with your doctor. That right? never <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. That never happens. <laughs> so I think the last time I was talking about on the, the podcast with predestination, predetermination, 
two different things where predeterminism is more of like you have no choices that you make and that you know god has already made all your choices for you and that you have no free will and then predestination is more of the you know there are only a select few that are meant for heaven and there's no other way anybody except for those few can get to heaven type view and so those two views are more held by the calvinistic viewpoint which is a lot of Baptists fall into the Calvinistic view. Is that the same as the Calvin cartoon in the newspapers? No, no, it's not okay. the same. This is a uh, John Calvin. <laughs> okay, okay, I just wanted to clarify that for our listeners. So, <laughs> just just in case they were wondering and they were getting confused. Was it Calvin and Hobbes? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah okay. So, where do I'll go ahead and I'll start before I try to you know even explain my view on predestination things like that i'll i'll give you some verses where the 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 view of predestination election where where those come from so you'll hear in calvinistic or even a lot of baptist backgrounds you'll hear people say you know we're the elect of god things like that and to somebody that's new coming into a church they can hear a statement like man the elect of god like that sounds pretty Mm. Pretty cocky sounds like there's no other, you know, we've been chosen type thing. So in uh, in Romans 8, Paul is talking and says, we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. So a lot of them take this verse and they go right there. He's predestined a group of people. But I think that the first part of that verse is really important to read that for those he foreknew, he also predestined. And I was kind of starting to get into that yet. I, the last podcast where I was saying that, one of the confusions in predestination is that like God is this immoral being who just all of a sudden only chose a few people out of his creation to all of a sudden like take to heaven mm-hmm. and nobody else can make it there. But I think the key even in that verse is the those he foreknew, which is what I was saying, where we could even go into Chad's first question. Uh, Rob, if you want to read that, if you yeah, haven't pulled yeah, up. Let me pull that up. Yeah, because I think it kind of flows along with what I'm getting ready to say. So, Hang on. Now you got me all screwed up because I was over here. <laughs> he just went like live in the Facebook. I just saw that pop up on my phone. I, I tried to go Facebook live for a minute to, to taunt Are our you on fans. That, you're on that one fan site, aren't you? And now, I, I, and, and now, and now he's got to go back to I was Chad's on, question. I was at OnlyFans looking for... Uh, <laughs> looking for Houston's wife on there. <laughs> looking for Sid Harris. <laughs> hey, it's all about diversified revenue streams, baby. <laughs> all right. I'm trying to figure out how to turn this shit off. Man, you know... <laughs> You Anyhow. give Rob one job to read off a question to <laughs> right. that one fireball really did him in. Rabbit there hole. we are. See, it's that hard workout. It's, I'm, I'm soaking up the booze. His arms aren't sponge. working. Okay, I just added a second ago. Here we go. So we'll hit that first one first. Okay, but first of all, uh, Chad Williams is a longtime friend of mine. We, we were literally friends. For, it, it may even... It may be elementary school, but it's definitely, definitely middle school. Or not... You know, like junior high school, whatever. But anyway, Chad Williams, uh, one of our 11 loyal fans, asks a question for Caleb. And the first one is, we see time in linear fashion. God is at the end of time looking backwards. Why would he put into motion time 
knowing that a lot of his created people won't make it to eternity. So that's the, why I wanted to segue into that question is because it kind of the latter part of that he's going into the, so really what this question is, is more of a question of the morality of God. So the, from the very beginning, correct, we see time in a linear fashion, but, um, the statement God is at the end of time looking backwards isn't necessarily true because that would limit God to one space of time looking in a different direction. So God is in all time at one time and seeing everything comprehensively where we as finite beings can only see in part. That's why we see linear. But God is seeing everything at once, the past, the present, and the future, and he is within all of it at one time and outside of it, not right. bound by it. All right, so for clear, for simplification. Right. So like in mathematics, you look for the simple, most elegant solution. Mm-hmm. He is not in time at all in no relation to time. Right. Time does it, not affect God in any no, kind he's of not, way. There's not a perspective there of time. Mm-hmm. It's purely he is. Right. And so it's not a where is he superimposed within this. It's purely is i am so right. the whole quote of i am is it right which is what god loves to go by is i am like I you said am. i yeah. am so it's that's his reference of i am outside of all things it, before anything it was me and after everything it will be me so um hard for us to wrap our finite minds around something ooh, that's ooh. always been well let me add this in so i haven't thought about this before so i am if am is a position of time mm-hmm then it's present tense. So in any point of time you're at, mm-hmm. am, God, am there. Mm-hmm. I am there. So it doesn't matter where you're at. He is there in right. that point in time, all am, period. All, all, all encompassing. Houston just had an epiphany yeah. right yeah. there. He was like, I like wow. That. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay. um, that even goes into the, the argument of time. I had a debate with a guy one time, and we even got into talking about where Jesus says, you know, not to worry about tomorrow because there's enough worries for today. And what's actually funny is that if you look at it from a theology point of view, when you start concerning yourself with the things of tomorrow, it's actually you playing God because you, tomorrow does not exist in any kind mm-hmm. of way, and you're putting yourself outside of a moment that you can't even be in. You're trying to create that only tomorrow. he can be in. And so literally you as a created being were never even meant to be concerned with the things of tomorrow. That was supposed to be God's job to concern himself with it. But anyways, so going back to, so we've answered the linear, um, I mean, the question the, the, that the second question. Well, no, no, no. I'm going to go into now the, why would he put into motion time knowing that a lot of his cre- created people won't make it to eternity. So pretty much the question is, well, why would he even make us if he knew that we would fall into sin and a lot of us would go to hell, we wouldn't choose him, whatever else. And so really it's a question of the morality of God. And so I, like I've said on the podcast is that all morality comes from God and that all of our ideas of, of justice and morality, that he is the embodiment of those things. And so <laughs> why did he create beings that, and that's why I was even telling you guys that it's really a harder question than maybe you can even, you know, type on, on, a, on a phone because why would he create someone that he already knew? So I look at the question, the question of those he foreknew, he predestined. So it's not a question to me of, man, he mean, you mean he made certain people to only make it to heaven. No, it's because once again, in his infinite knowledge, he already knows all that will choose him, right? John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in him shouldn't perish, but have eternal life. Again, we see the choice there of those who would choose to believe him, but God already foreknew 
all who would believe in him. Because and so because of that, he has now predestined you, called you an elect, called you justified, called you. So it's, it's not your. So that to, goes back to what you were saying about how like people get mad because he already knows the answer. He, right. It's not, it's not that he, it's not that he <laughs> made the answer. Yeah. Made the answer. He knew what you were going to do. Right. Versus, and, and people literally, yeah, they get upset with that though, because they take it and, and you're getting mad at, God for being an infinite being, which if he's not, then he's not God. So you're getting mad at somebody that is all knowing and all powerful just because he's already predestined those that he already foreknew. He's seeing the whole book at one time. Right. So so now for somebody like Rob, that's a libertarian who doesn't want to be controlled with his eyewear. Right. (laughs) He shouldn't be mad at God because God already knows the end of the book. God's Mm -hmm. reading the same book infinite number of times right god's already at the end of it he's at the beginning of it still like, he's at I've, the yeah I've right god this. gave me free will to choose whether or whether or not i want to wear goggles to the tanning bed that's exactly yeah. right and yeah. like i said i think i gave the example in the god last podcast awesome. <laughs> that's why i gave the on the last podcast but i'll say it again for anybody that didn't listen to the last one i love this example of free will so i had a professor who he uses this example of where he took his kids to school they're in the drive, uh, drive-in line, and he bought them tickets to Disney, and he had them in the glove box, and he looks back at his girls, and he says, hey, do you guys want to go to school today, or do you want to go to Disney? And all of a sudden, they yell, Disney! Well, he'd already bought the tickets to Disney. He knew what they'd say. Now, <laughs> that is a finite man going off of what he knows that his daughters are going to tell him. I know, how your, much, I know your nature. Yeah, how much more does the one who calls himself your father in heaven who created you know every single decision that you're ever going to make? And so everything is already done according to... He didn't make you make those decisions, but you're being mad that his will is being accomplished because he knew every decision that you were going to make. And so it's... I find that a lot a lot of people like to get upset with the infiniteness of God, the the all powerfulness of God, the all knowingness of God, omniscience, omnipresence, all, all of that. And it's it's funny because I mean I'm talking about not just unbelievers but believers who get upset about those things because they're like, well, why is it this way? Well, I mean, why is a tree a frog? You're asking a question about an infinite. It doesn't make any sense to right. even you know. All right, so, so so with God, then there like us, we go through the day blind. Right. It's all about looking at the probability of something happening mm-hmm. and something could be really scary. And if it feels like it's probable, we get more worked up over it versus something that, well, maybe that could happen, but I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it because it's right. probably not going to happen. There is no probability with God. Right. It, it doesn't. Is, and there's no such thing as a random event with God. There's no such thing as coincidence and he can't be thrown off guard. And that's why even as a believer, you should have so much more confidence in the life that you live in the knowing that. He that everything is already going to go according to his will, that the choices that we that we are going to make, that though he is not forcefully making us make those decisions, he's already seen the decisions. All right. So all right, with that, then, if I'm predestined to make the right choice and align myself with God and he knows that, even though it's still got to play out in my timeline, mm-hmm. does that mean that then there are some people who are predestined to go to hell? Because if I'm predestined right. and elect to go to heaven... So I would say that the verse goes the exact same way. So those that he foreknew that wouldn't choose him, mm-hmm. I would say that it could go the exact same... Because if you had that, then it was the exact same opposite. Those that, that he foreknew... But it's not him not condemning them. Him. It's them he, themselves. But sending. he recognizes right. and, they're going to be here anyway. Right. And so I, I am going to say that the Lord does send people to hell. You don't just, I mean, like it's his power that sends you, but it's their there, choice, but it's your choice that also got you there. It's not mm-hmm. just him just throw. So it's, I hear a lot of people say that, well, God doesn't send you to hell. You sent you to hell. I'm like, well, no, it's both. I'm like, I mean, who's putting you there? Like, 
Got right. you yourself and your choices, but also he's the ruler right, of so, justice. So when when we hear the verse, Jacob I've loved, Esau I hate, mm-hmm. is he hating Esau because of he is he trying to communicate to Jacob that I prefer you in order to propel you, Esau I'm not going to because or is it I hate you I'm sending you to hell because of some choices that I know you're going to make is he pre is he is he pre-stating what's going to happen to Esau right I, I don't I'm not even sure there if he is pre-stating that's been something that's been argued uh, for a long time but what is was the Lord saying there there are things that we know though that though he is a God of love the Bible's very clear that there are things that he hates mm-hmm. and so one of those things, of course, is sin. It says that I hate sin. Um, it's an abomination to, you know, the things that he calls abominations, things like that. And so people can say, well, how can he hate if he's 100% love? Well, if you love something, you also inherently hate whatever is the opposite of it. Mm-hmm. If somebody punches your wife in the face, you're going to hate that person that punched your wife in the face. Well, because Rob, Rob just flinched a little bit, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how big that guy is, you know. <laughs> but... uh but it's because you love your wife, you love your kid, who, whoever it is. And so anybody that would come against that which you love, yeah. you inherently hate. So God, in the same way, once we choose to love him... Only it's, because I know Nancy would kick his ass. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that was your, you want to see that fight, don't you? Yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> want to see you do karate on a guy? Getting punched in the face? No, I don't think she even needs <laughs> to go that far. Don't, no. don't tell me to put a mask on. <laughs> no, it's natural with Nancy. She's just going to kick ass. Yeah, the, ask the guy at Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> how he feels about it <laughs> so so then you know Calvinists I'll, I'll give you two like I, I mentioned it the other day I said I didn't know them for sure but here are like the five quote unquote pillars of Calvinism is this TULIP I think they use the acronym TULIP to oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. This, remember is tu- this. Yeah, okay, yeah, this okay this is TULIP yeah 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 Man, that's cra- that's all you know a lot about this stuff. Really, you, 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 you know more than you lead on to know about this stuff. This is tulip, yeah. So the T is total depravity and uh, inability, and this is saying that man is hopelessly sinful. Man is incapable of being good. Any good deed is truly motivated by something evil, and the rest of the four points uh, rely on this point. So then there's the U, which is unconditional election. This is. Um, since man is totally evil, man's salvation is completely dependent upon God. This part is somewhat biblical. Uh, God chooses who he chooses, no matter how hard man tries. Uh, his actions alone cannot get him into heaven. God is the only one who has control. Yada, yada. And then limited atonement. Since God predestined the elect, Jesus paid only for those few elect, which I think is baloney. Uh, irresistible grace. The elect have no choice about being elect. The elect cannot resist God's grace. And then the P is perseverance of the saints. Calvinists believe that once you're saved, you're always saved since God had predestined the elect and the elect have no choice about being elect. So let me let me even hit on that last one. That Calvin guy was an asshole. Wasn't <laughs> so the once saved, always saved. I'm sure you guys have all heard that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that let's hear it so once once saved always saved and you can't you know lose your salvation so we see even paul give reference to those that were once among us in the church and he says that are no longer with us anymore and so he's giving reference to those who were believers who were in the church who were serving just like you were serving doing their thing and now they're no longer with us and paul pretty much says let them be and leave them alone You, you don't have any other part with them kind of thing and so we see an example of falling away there though too but it's interesting when paul is talking about being saved 
the Greek has so many more tenses than we have in English, which is what makes reading the Bible in the Greek that much, you know, if you, if you can get like the Greek translations, different things like that, it really helps you to see a lot of what Paul was trying to say in the New Testament. So when Paul talks about salvation, it's in the three tenses of past, of past, present, and of future. So it's, I was saved, I am saved, and I am being saved. It's a process. And Paul even says, it's a working out of my salvation. So it's this, we see when Paul describes salvation, it's a almost like I'm saved when I die saved or when the Lord takes me saved. Like I'm saved now, I believe, but it's those who Paul says perseveres, runs the race, that they don't become weary in the well-doing, that eventually God already knew who would die saved, right? So again, to him, God, it's not a surprise, but for us, it is the constant choosing to love the Lord, choosing to walk out my salvation, choosing. And so I do think that there, so this is the more Armenianist view of where, yes, people can 100% come to church, love the Lord. And then all of a sudden say, you know what? I have nothing to do with God. I don't care anything about God where Calvinists would say, well, they were never saved to begin with. Right. <laughs> but an Armenianist would say, no, I believe that they did know the Lord, but now they've just chose to, to not know the Lord. So the so, so if it, the, in the in the is it just a symbolic thing when he says written in the Lamb's Book of Life, can that be erased? I mean, is that a literal? Well, thing? So, so so what I'm saying is that I I don't so so here's where I'm going back. It's the understanding the two. I don't think there is. I think that the names that are in the Lamb Book of Life, quote unquote, whatever that even you know the all, everybody that's going to be saved. It's all, I mean, it's already written. It's already written. Cause like I said, everything, because God is outside of time. So if you get saved, but God already knows that you're going to fall away from that salvation, your name never got put there in the first place. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So that's where these two will debate. Ooh, and so they'll see, say, that's a, that's a tough statement. We'll right see. There. We'll see. What I'm saying is, is that to us, that's what, that, here, here's the, Jesus here's like, the two. Whoa, whoa, don't write that down just yet. Yeah. It's Cause this, this whole thing plays out a little bit. Well, here, well, here's the thing is that it's all, is that. Once, once again, him being outside of time, if he knows your ultimate ending, there's not even a why. Why would then then what would be the point of him writing it and erasing it? Even considering there, there wouldn't be a point. And so somebody can get butthurt about that and be like, "Well, he was saved at one." I'm like, "Yeah, but once again, Jesus also knows how you're going to end." So are well, only, Jesus only in this show can you say butt hurt over salvation? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, I, I mean Jesus was butt hurt, and, and that's why I love, and that's why I love the show, but. but Okay, because I'm just trying to. We are unlike all others out there. Love us or hate us. Because so, so I'm just trying to help help people grasp that. Because no, for real, people can get really hurt over that. Of well, my my cousin, he was saved, and he was. I almost want to make it like I believe that he was in that moment as well too. But like. I don't know how he's going to end his life. Only the Lord knows how he's going well, to. Well, that's also the the thing too is. Why the hell are you judging anybody and trying to decide for yourself? Because it's not your job to do it. Right, and that's exactly what the word says: is that it's not you your, it's not you your don't job. Know. Yeah, yeah, right. That that Christ, that the Lord, they're the only judge. You know, they it's, only have the final judgment on salvation at the end of the day. It's not your call. One hundred percent. And that's, yeah. so that's why I make jokes with people a lot. I said, if anybody's Calvinist, it, it can only be the Lord. <laughs> I was like, and nobody else can be. Well, <laughs> essentially, if you whittle it down, it, it, the Calvinist view doesn't that just essentially say there are disposable humans? Right. Right, and that's what they and that's what they would say. So they would also try to use verses. Once again, I'll defend this. They would try to use something where um, it speaks of Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, 
that was over Moses. And it says that he was born to be a vessel for God's wrath to be poured out upon. And somebody reads that and they're like, what? There it is right there. It's a, what the heck? And so again, here's the, this is going to go into the second even part of, or maybe that's still that first part of Chad's question where why does he allow people to be born? And that's the morality of God. So in my opinion, I see the lovingness of God of being number one, we know that there was never a plan B for God. If there was a plan, the plan A was always that Jesus dies on the cross. It says that he was slain before the foundation of the earth. So in God's mind, Jesus was already crucified. And so there was never a plan B. If you have a plan B for anything that automatically invalidates your first plan, because it means that there could be fault in your first plan and you have to go to something else. There was never a plan B for God. And so, and Jesus was not God's plan B. It wasn't like, oh man, you know, people sinned. Dang it. I got to send my son now. No, he, he already knew. So, (laughs) um, well, even to the, to the point of predestination and free will, because mm -hmm. those can clash sometimes. Sure. When you look at the verse that says, I will, with my heel, I will crush your head, but bruise my heel. Mm -hmm. That's essentially Jesus saying, I'm going to crush Satan's skull and, and end him. But I'm going to take some damage in the process, which the damage is not Jesus taking damage. It's the souls I'm going to lose to him because right. they had the right to choose. 100%. So yeah. I've got to let them go, and I'm going to be hurt because right. my, my children are going to have to go here because they chose to right. go with him. And, and so, so, again, seeing that, well, why does God just let them be born? I see that, again, as the love of God, in my opinion, where literally he's now created a being that he knows will openly rebel against him in but, some form of sin but still gives and, and still gives you the free will to choose him, even if he knows you're not going to. But he still gave you that chance to be able to do it. I mean, literally, our, our lives in sin are a constant spit in the face to God. Mm. And literally, he, he still chooses to create those that would choose him that but, would you know but that becomes that the definition of grace right is, i mean the, the it's ultimately by grace that we're saved so when you look at even the prodigal son mm-hmm. you leave me you basically break my heart but when you come back and i don't give you shit about it mm-hmm. i don't well you're not like your brother you left me i'm not i'm not shaming you about it it's like welcome back Right. And that's, and that's why even the, okay, the quote unquote elect, the ones that he did foreknow that they would accept him. It was still the same for us before we came to salvation to where we were the ones giving God the middle finger saying, Mm -hmm. we don't care anything about you. Mm -hmm. And he still, I mean, accepted it. Just like you said, the prodigal son still accepted us in and now gave us a, a clothing of righteousness is what the Bible tells us. And now we've been justified. And so it's everybody has that ability. So the elect doesn't just mean that nobody has that ability. It just means that those that he foreknew, the ones that would choose him, it says that he predestined them for salvation. And so um, it, it's ultimately, like I said, he just... He, it's being mad at God for knowing all things. And I, I can't be mad at God for being God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyways, what was the second part of that question? You know, before we get to Chad's second question, let me go ahead and take a moment to thank our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I'm, I feel like I'm talking a lot right here and people are going to be tuning out. And... No, 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 no. no, no. no. You're, 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 the, you're the only one that people give a shit about. Remember? Yeah, stop it. Um, so we want to thank our sponsor, uh, Matthew Strickland. 
uh, for providing us with some fine liquors today. Love you, Matt. Thank and you, Matt. We are, we've just been poured by our resident alcoholic, Jason, a second. Highly functioning. Um, highly, highly functioning. Fun- highly functioning. He would be amazed what this guy can do, hammered. Um, <laughs> ask his wife. Um, <laughs> some... What, Malibu coconut something no, something Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean rum with a coconut liqueur. Okay, it, and with Coke Zero, which is shockingly, it works. It's very good. We just got our second one. I so. do want to turn it into a facial scrub. Mm. Just get in the shower. Yeah. Just rub down with that. I think it'd be great. I don't think they have that behind the. And even store. I'll, I'll make this to because uh, there's probably going to be people that want to hear this. And I just thought about it. Sorry, I pulled up my phone where people. So one of the one of the defenses for you know well if everybody's just if the elect can't do anything about being the elect, you know what's the point of evangelism which we see so heavily in the Bible where the Lord's go out and make disciples of all nations because there's the middle group baptizing who hasn't, them hasn't chosen yet right <laughs> and and, and so even. Um, Paul tells Timothy, he says, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So there he's even giving the statement that you don't know who the one you don't know the ones that God foreknew. It's impossible for you to know. You must evangelize to everyone and see it's the seed that falls on the good soil, the parable that Jesus gives, that there's going to be the ones that hear the gospel and they receive it, and there's going to be the ones that reject it, right? And there's going to be the ones that the seed is thrown and, and birds come and take it away. And so that's why it for us to say that we can just know who the elect are or well, we can just... Well, it wasn't even the, the, the story, I think it was Paul, where he's taken into a home and he's like, God instructs him to go out and witness to this group. And he's like, no, they're unclean. I shouldn't. He lowers the sheet down full of everything and says, look here, dude. Don't mm-hmm. tell me who's unclean. Right. <laughs> That's not your job. I told you to go do right. the job. Don't. It's not your job to judge. Yeah. And then, and then in Second Peter, it's therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you'll never stumble. So that's just the constant, like Paul says, the constant renewing of my salvation, the renewing of my mind. That's just the that's the spiritual disciplines that we enforce in our own lives. That he's even saying, Peter saying here that that reaffirms your election, that reaffirms your being chosen by the Lord. That you know. Because, I mean, those verses to me make it seem like there can be a falling away. That it's not just a... Well, I've heard in you know, my upbringing... There can be a falling away to us. Once again, nothing yeah. surprises God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's a... I, I was raised that sort of this split mindset of once saved, always saved. I was raised in Baptist. We went independent mm-hmm. later. So you've got this once saved, always saved. But then as we went independent, it's like, well, you could have a case where... The ultimate sin is the denial of the Holy Spirit. So is mm-hmm. there a situation where an elect put in the right situation, a bad situation, under the right power, under the right influence, that they deny the Holy Spirit and almost like recant their election? Because well, it doesn't, I mean, isn't in Revelations, it's like, well, I have to shorten the days in order to protect the elect? Well, yeah, once, once again, it's, <laughs> again, to us... <laughs> It's it's being seen in two different viewpoints, we're and that's linear. why it's so yeah, hard. Yeah, we're linear. Right? It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's being seen in two different viewpoints to where God, if if we deny it and we never go back on it, never ask for the forgiveness of it, whatever else that might be, mm-hmm. you know, God already knew we'd never. But at the same time, for us, we cannot say 
that person was never saved. Yeah. We can't make yeah. the statement of that person was because when we do, we're literally putting ourselves again in the position of God, which is so heretical. It's insane. Do not sit on that throne. Right. <laughs> not yours. <laughs> so, so when we start determining other people's salvations and whatever else, that's not now first, you know, first John gives a whole list, at least 11 things that you can look at in your own life that says, you know, if you're truly born again of God, then these are the things that you'll do. And so, you know, I encourage you that if you want to read first John, see if you're living your life by those things. But I mean, they're pretty common. I'd say practices of the faith. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one is that, you know, you can't hate your brother. If, if you hate your brother and someone says they're bored again, it says call them a liar because they don't really know the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, it's just yeah. Uh, this whole the falling now, I away. I may love him, can, but I don't have to spend time with him. Right? Can you drink coconut rum? You can drink coconut. Okay. Rum. Sure. <laughs> so I'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, um, Matt Strickland. Strack Midland. <laughs> I'm so drunk. As right uh, Dunder Mifflin Strickland, <laughs> something is uh, brought us some fine liquors today. So thank you, Matt, for sponsoring episode six of the Navigating Dystopia Spot. Uh, now, whatever, what was the whatever. second part of Chad's question I before I go that, off on this rabbit before, trail? Before sorry. You, before you go on another can rant. And uh, <laughs> Chad would like to know, also, do you think God put a predestined method for salvation into place and not predestined people for salvation? So I'm going to say, had to burp. No, I'm going to say that it is a predestined people, but again, not in the way that most people would throw into the the term predestined like he did not force them to be a predestined type people so i wouldn't say that it was a predestined you maybe you could even say it was a predestined method because his method once again was always plan a there is a plan was yeah it was always jesus was always the method and so we even know that because the lord always knew jesus would be crucified you see look at the biblical heroes even before Jesus died. Well, they couldn't even get into heaven yet. They were in a place called Abraham's bosom. That's what we call it or paradise or whatever that was. And once Jesus died, then they were fully allowed to be, you know, in heaven. But there was, it says in the Bible, it says to Abraham, it was accounted unto him as righteousness. And so his, his love for the Lord, once again, the Lord already knew that Jesus would die. So he's not sending because Jesus hadn't died yet. He's not sending the ones who loved him to hell. Right. And so, but they were in a waiting place called Abraham's bosom or paradise. And so, yeah, I don't, I think that it's maybe even both. I think the predestined plan of it was always Jesus in that we know that every single person can have that free will choice to choose him. And then I also think it's the second part of, yeah, it is the predestined people that once again, he foreknew who would choose him and not that he made choose him okay. or that. Now I'm going to, I'm going to create a big, I'm go, gonna, go I'm ahead. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to point to a, Big effing rabbit hole right now. Go okay. okay. All right, so now this is. I'm gonna say this Rob is, just like rolled his eyes. He's like, yeah. God dang it! All right, so me and Jason are just drinking. Yeah. So yeah, you guys, yeah. we're just fine. Take, take control. All right, so I'm and gonna maybe call. Maybe we should go do another set because I'm losing my pump. Jason, what do you think? I will. Um, yeah, drop sure. that weight yeah, on your yeah. forehead. I can just get some, we just need some dumbbells yeah, in here. I'm kind of feeling soft all of a sudden. I'm not feeling soft. I'm still. Like, <laughs> we, we just need some dumbbells in here so you can just, just like do some going. curls. Yeah, just yeah, curls. get a little pump. Uh, what was that? Drink. Pain, pain and gain. Remember that movie? Oh yeah, but you know or, what? Every once in a while, they just grab a dumbbell and get a little pump. We forgot to mention that this is truly the men's conference. 
Oh, oh yeah, this is the men's. This is the men's conference right here. Yeah, this, since, since the men's conference that Caleb was allegedly fake, going to do for week conference. after week was a complete utter lie and total bullshit. Trying to make it him. was real, but they just heard about this it. This is the real men's conference. Was he right pumping here. his ego at that point? Was that what he was? Because there are five of us in here. Ryan fell asleep, but we're in here. When did Ryan get here? Uh, hey, Ryan, say something. Now. He's awake now. <laughs> he's not allowed to talk because Stephanie has not given permission. That's right. It'll so be okay, Ryan. Right. It'll be okay. So, but I'm just glad I don't have to ma- hold my microphone for half the podcast true. this yeah. time. That was miserable. I like it when you look like a game show host. Like that. <laughs> Come on Chuck down. Woolery. But uh, <laughs> two and two. You know, Ryan's still living in the salad days, yeah. so let him enjoy it. It's you know all the ranch dressing he yeah. wants. <laughs> Yuck. Is that an innuendo? Is that, is that innuendo? That's freaking gross. And I don't get gross. And you're out. fussing at me for being in the gutter. I just want some ranch dressing right now. I saw a meme of a dude that had ranch dressing in his back pocket and said, you I better, keep that MF and thing on me. You better put on your goggles for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a text from my wife. Does she, does she put a, a freaking camera in here? Yeah. Shit. Uh, is your casty thing done yet? Oh, she says. I sent her a quick, like a two second video. She mm-hmm. said, are you still doing your podcast honey i'm like uh so i shot her like a two second video yeah. when you guys were talking back yeah. and forth and she goes oh ryan's a guest today <laughs> ryan no, is here Ryan's just getting away from stephanie <laughs> <laughs> just adding to the ambient heat in the room yeah it's not quite a sauna like no. in here but it's still a little warm. no but i'm sweating i got no, i got under boob sweat right now because you're all worked up you got some swamp well, I'm fat. You're, all, whatever. you're all in the spirit right now i'm yeah. all in the, oh i'm in a brother i'm in the damn spirit you son of a bitches you bring it i know like jason and houston have like sweat rags they're over here wiping their foreheads i look like an evangelist preacher yeah they're over there like billy graham like oh god i'm in a tent down in alabama right now just wiping the sweat from my brow <laughs> Jesus said on the Mount of Pickles, come down to the crossroads. Come down to sell your soul. The Mount of Pickles. Get you a big old bottle of liquor. Sons of bitches. Slim, he got, got in here quick. I didn't even notice it. I'm not sure he ever I leaves. just got off the shift. So what, I, what does Slim do for a job? Uh, I'm drilling holes in sheet metal now. <laughs> I was doing well, and they told me it was crappy. He's a bender. Yeah, I, I drill holes in sheet metal. <laughs> all right, Houston. All right, so, my, uh, what was the question? All right, yeah. Now <laughs> that you wanted to rabbit trail with. All right, so the rabbit hole relating to the elect. Okay. So I'm gonna say this is a theory I've heard. Okay. Or an interpretation that I've heard that we're in a second world age. It was a first world age. The first world age is where the actual fall of Lucifer happened. We were in spirit form. That then created the need to have a physical age. And that at the end of Revelation, it's when we shift into the third. So that the actual original sin was not Adam and Eve. It was Lucifer's fall and where he took the third of the angels. So you have a third of the angels that go with God. They made a choice. And in this case, substitute the word angels with souls. You have a third that chooses the side of God in that first world age war, a third that choose Satan, and a third in the middle that are like Mm wishy-washy. And because of that love of God, instead of just ending it now, that he created the physical age on this planet in different form, that now we're in the second age to go through this period of time where we have to be born of man, born through woman, born in flesh. There was no flesh before. And that 
the third that made their choice then become the elect to go to hell and the third that chose God become the elect to go to heaven and that we're, we all have to go through this period of time for the middle group who couldn't choose because they were lukewarm, which is the verse where he says, I would rather you pick yes or no, but don't be lukewarm in the middle. Mm-hmm. Choose something. Right. So I think that that's a, I mean, it's a theory at the end of the day of, mm-hmm. of what, because I'm trying to think in my head right now. And I, I literally, I mean, besides just the, the timeline we're given in the Bible, that that lines up with i mean there's no there's not a lot of scriptural evidence i don't think that could like support that support yeah as mm-hmm. far as there being these tiers of time that you know what i you know what i mean am i making sense right now oh uh, you are making sense now i would say i can provide those okay go ahead and, and I, i'd have to bring them back to you okay yeah th- that, i mean is, that could be something else that we go into another yeah this time, is but, a theory i, I heard guess we have an episode seven yeah this is a theory God. i heard 20 years ago oh, okay yeah uh, if you look at the the minister out of arkansas arnold murray mm-hmm. that's where it comes from murray and mm-hmm. murray okay. so murray. arnold murray so and there's some compelling <laughs> arguments there that help explain explain a physical time like like sure. when the dinosaurs happened sure they were first world you know that kind of thing Murray. so it, it it just put an interesting spin that aligned itself with certain things Gurry. now it a lot of it comes from second verse genesis which mm-hmm. is and god created the heaven and the earth sure was first and then the earth was void and without form mm-hmm. all right so the contention is that the word was did not translate to was because there are no tense verbs meaning or uh, uh, was is not a a correct translation of that it should be became so the argument is first verse and the world and uh and god i'm assuming he's talking about the hebrew now at this point yes yes so the earth uh, and god created the heavens and the earth Mm -hmm. first sentence of genesis genesis 1 1 right genesis 1 2 and the earth became void and without form. Mm-hmm. So because that was a mistranslation of the Hebrew, and it should be became instead of was, that, that's the start of that. Mm-hmm. And then there's some things in Job and some things in Isaiah. I just gotta, I have to look them back up to the Right, that's why. Yeah, are. I'd love to look into that. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll I, lo- I love interesting theories all the time because I'm one of those people too that, and I encourage anybody that's listening that, when you're reading the Bible, be open to other people's there, theories of the... There's nobody listening. <laughs> yeah, no, there's yeah. nobody listening it's at really this point. Just, yeah. We're really talking to ourselves. Uh, I mean, yeah, be, <laughs> we'll be open to other theories to reading into to things it, because the mistake that we make, uh, a really devastating mistake as Christians, is that all of a sudden we take the word of our pastor and Only. that becomes what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. And that's, in fact, totally different from the Bible says that the Bereans heard the word from Paul and they went back and they studied the scriptures for themselves and God called them a more noble people for going mm. back and studying the scriptures and not just taking Paul's word for it. And that was Paul. Yeah. I mean, so how much more should you, when your pastor gives you a message on a Sunday, whatever else, now, if, if you're listening a, to a YouTube video, should you go out and seek the scriptures for yourself to see if that's now, even... Now, if Paul had Instagram back in the day, would he be like a major influencer? I would like, subscribe to that. You would subscribe? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'll, I'll look those up and see because it cool. just—I found it yeah. really as an hey, interesting Paul, angle. He followed me back. So, yeah. so I would say too that also something that you could think about with that is that so now you're even going to have to go into so when was Satan's fall? Mm-hmm. Because there's even the theory. Ooh, which, I got a question about Satan. Me, 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 me. Pick me. Pick me. Okay, go pick ahead. Me. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> These fundamentalist assholes. <laughs> Are you making fun of liberalists? <laughs> Here we go. Here's Guy Garage Church right now. <laughs> A couple of things that irritate me. Uh huh. Oh, I'm going to pray for you. No, you're not. 
You're not going to fucking pray for me. I'm tired of hearing that. Nobody's going to pray. There's like three people that will I know will actually pray for me. The other 37 of you that are say that forget about me <laughs> three seconds after you see my shit. Or well, they're really saying they're really saying you're screwed up and I think you should go to hell. Right. <laughs> that's what and, they really and mean. That's fine. Just be honest. Tell me how you feel. These people that always talk about Satan all up in their shit. Mm hmm. To me, oh, you mean like they're saying that like Satan's causing all this trouble for them? That's bullshit. They're the biggest now, idiots. Now, it, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm an idiot, but I, I saw this one. God is. I'm om, sorry. Om, I, you're not an idiot. God is omnipotent and omnipresent. Correct. Yes. Satan is, is not. One hundred percent. So he has nothing to do with the shit that's going on in my life, right? Or Mary Jo's life, right? Or Sally Sue's life. <laughs> He, he, he never he doesn't give a shit about what's happening to these people right he's got bigger shit going don't you know don't you think he's all up in like political figureheads shit because because he's not omnipresent so he can only focus on one thing at a time like 100%. like everybody else but he can ha he can have his lesser minions no no totally agree there's yeah. demons yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that do his work right but the people that say the devil is doing but, this but and there my, bring yeah. no demon whispering him saying I think I've I think I've got Rob teetering on his face. He's like, who? Listen, yeah. I'm, Rob, I'm trying to fuck up Trump here. Okay, <laughs> get out of and, my face. And, you deal with these little peons. Okay, right. and, and that's what I tell people a lot is that what makes you think that you're so important that you have Satan's attention? Yeah, and exactly. I'm, like yeah. because once again, Satan. So here, Satan's trying to get Biden elected right now. Right? <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about me or Sal. Okay, so, so here is uh, here's just good. Theology 101 is that there's no such thing as dualism in reality, where there is the belief that there's a lot of dualistic beliefs that, oh, it's like God and Satan. Mormons believe this, that like God and Satan are battling out each other and it's whoever wins in the end kind of thing. Well, Mormon, like, Mormons are batshit, though, right? Oh, they're pretty, they're pretty crazy. Okay, just confirm that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're Mormon are, listening are, are, to this, you're pretty you crazy. Would you say Mormons are as batshit as Catholics? Ooh, yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe worse. Maybe, yeah. but it, but both are crazy. And uh, what about Seventh Day Adventists? Uh, not as crazy as the other two. Would you say who is the all time like Scientology? Man, Scientology is pretty that's bad. I mean, that's right that's there. some pretty crazy well, stuff. I think that's a religion made on a bet. <laughs> yeah. like, watch this. Hold my beer. Well, I, I saw it interesting that the Pope here recently evidently started saying Roman Catholics stop praying to Mary. Oh, did he? That's a recent well, isn't, change. Isn't the Pope like completely like bought demonic piece of human? I, I've not met him. I don't know, but and he's got pedophile symbols. <laughs> on not met him. He's got pedophile symbols on his robe and yeah. worships in a temple that looks like a snake head. Come mm -hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so going back to what was I, what was I even saying before? I don't even I don't what, even remember uh, now. Uh, what I was. Saying oh, was Satan. Yeah, when Satan. With Satan, uh, when did he fall? Yeah, Satan. Yeah, and Satan. When did he fall? I'm going to get to that. But yeah, Satan is. Listen, if you're going through some hard stuff, let me just tell you that sometimes it's just life, and it's not the, and it's not Satan on you. And it's not even demons on you. It's just life, and that's yeah, how life yeah. goes. Satan, and life is Satan, hard. Well, well, I go with Satan's once again. On Jesus, right now. Jesus said, "There's enough worries for today. Don't worry about tomorrow." So God knows that it's hard. Get away from me, <laughs> well, Satan, I, I go, son of a bitch. I go with the concept that God spoke this into being. Right. Uh, so as a sim as just a simple concept, God spoke this. Mm -hmm thing we're in whether it's a simulation or whatever he spoke it into being which basically he spoke a programming language that created this Caleb's asking for more yeah. liquor yeah he's done he what is his he's like the drunk evangelist we gotta come yeah. up with a nickname like yeah. uh he 
he's going to be world famous because of mm-hmm. we're going to yeah, launch his yeah. fame here. It's right here. It's well, three years from now, we'll be, nobody's going to know who we are. We'll text Caleb him going, going "Remember be, me." <laughs> Caleb is going to be like this, like the the, the Jason's the, his handler, the, the drunk pastor. You know, Caleb Stutes. He's going to be world yeah. famous <laughs> long after we're forgotten. So, Anyways, so if, I ahead, at, if I look at the concept, when he's that, running a mega church, don't forget about his. Kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, or what he, is it? The he's actually church? trying to make his chest up. Yeah, I, I said that we needed to do a. Uh, I'm yeah, so we'll into call this idea. Where, I'm we'll so into this idea that we need to make a garage church where it's uh, just a bunch of dudes in lawn oh, chairs. God, I, yeah. I've been talking about that shit for years. I know. I got the idea from you. We start the church. You're, yeah, we're you're, just going to get in my garage and we're just going to get in lawn chairs and we're just going to go through I the Bible. I want to be on whatever. What do they have? Like board of direct uh, deacon? What, I mean, deacon. Yeah, you got to be de- or, or ministers of. I'm not a minister of anything because nobody's going to trust me with shit. <laughs> minister <okay>? of dissonance. <laughs> I, I want to work with the youth. Rob said I'm not relational enough with other people to be a Actually, I did, work, I did work with youth for many years and they thought I was cool. That's right. You told me that, that you worked and with youth. And they were awesome, but it was the elders of the church that I told to go fuck themselves. Oh. There you go. (laughs) Did they go by elders? Uh, you know, the leadership, whatever you call well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I was just saying that Some that's do. pretty, I mean, yeah. most they churches really, don't go by that anymore, but that's very New Testament. I mean, it's really not pastors, it's elders. And they really didn't like it when I told them to stop feeding their kids pizza and candy and soda at, at youth. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, the kids won't show up. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that there's, yeah. my my thing is there are the three G's that most most churches. I thought we're up to five G now. Well, it's not it's three G's in church. They sweep all three under the rug. You can't talk about it. You can't talk about gossip. You can't mm-hmm. talk about gluttony, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about greed. These are the three things that most churches do do not bring that shit up because mm-hmm. that affects their bottom line. Right. You know, it's also <laughs> going to affect attendance, which affects their bottom line. Now, you can you you can cast that center all into the flames of hell, but don't. It's not because of gossip, gluttony, or greed, because we've got to pay for that new freaking sound system and the new shiny pews. And and we got to pay for all this and the I'm new big screen. I'm sensing some trauma, <laughs> right? You know, so some shit's happened to run. Right. It's, it's all why. about a tithe check than what well, the Bible actually yeah. says. That's yeah, yeah, why yeah, yeah. the Caleb's yeah. Garage Warehouse Church, whatever it is, where it's just a bunch of guys with fold-out metal chairs that bring their Bibles in, that don't have to worry about being offensive or judged. We sit down, we open our shit up, we talk about it, and that's our what we're doing. I'm being serious now. There, there is some evangelical out there, for lack of a better term, that might be tuning into this. You might be like our 13th listener who is listening to us and saying, oh, they use foul language mm-hmm. or, oh, they bring up sexual in- innuendos as a joke. Mm-hmm. Or even though this, you know, Caleb or what they're saying has sound fundamental, you know, scriptural principles involved. I have to discount that because of their behavior. I have to ignore Rob while he talks. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but it, it, the way I look at it, when I worked with youth, and, and I'm not bullshitting and I'm not beating my chest here, but a lot of those teenagers that I worked with, they liked me and they trusted me. Why? Because I was real. Mm-hmm. And I always told them, I said, listen, God knows the, the fallen world we live in. I'm mm-hmm. not surprising him. If I use a foul word to accentuate a major point mm-hmm. and to bring home and because and that the, the teenagers that I worked with loved the Lord. Mm-hmm. They, they were committed and we bonded and we, we confided. And these fake, you know, finger wagging fundamental fundamentalists within the church that also worked with youth. They were secret, secretly not liked by the kids at all because they saw the kids are smart mm-hmm. and they saw through that bullshit. I mean, what would you say to people that are literally listening to us 
judging our behavior. We're sitting here drinking booze, throwing out some foul language, having fun, but we're also talking about very serious, sound theological doctrine. What would your response to be to somebody who judges our behavior and the way we conduct the show? Right. So again, it's the their first response could even be, man, they're just really carnal or, you know, whatever else. And so, you know, my response to that is, again, <laughs> booze isn't a sin. It's the, the language isn't a sin. It's like there's so many things. Again, if we could honestly, as believers, major on the majors and minor on the minors. By the way, I, I want to say this too. Anybody's been hearing the predestination stuff. That is a minor doctrine. That you don't have to believe what I'm saying to go to heaven or hell or whatever else. That's a it's a minor doctrine. So a lot of people when they're preaching that stuff to you, they won't even tell you if it's my minor or major doctrine. It's minor. So really, at the end of the day, you need to seek that out for yourself and find out. But at the same time, the things that you're telling me, it all goes back to. We as the church in America have become really obsessed with the miners. With we want to make How things that we're not talking about coal miners. No, no, no. We're, I'm like, talking about guys I'm talking about little helmets, things right? that don't matter. Like, okay, like bab- like baptism. And so you've got to be fully submerged or sprinkled, and they'll lose do their you minds. Have to right. be baptized. I mean, all these things that keep uh, that. Um, and you, right? Do you do you have to be baptized? All those little things. Do you have to be buried and not cremated? All these things drive me insane. Right. And the thing is, is that show me where Jesus and Paul cared anything about this or any of the other apostles for that matter in any of the scriptures. Once again, I I talked about that in an earlier podcast where, well, how do you judge some of the laws of the Old Testament that you follow, you know, based on like now post Jesus's death. And I'm like, I look at what was Jesus? What were the apostles concerned with? What did they actually care to talk about? And so... Those are the things that I go by in my life. I'm like, man, this is what Jesus wanted. And it's constantly when I when I accept the Lord, I signed a contract that said, yes, I want to be more conformed into the image of Christ. And so now the Lord is interested in making me more conformed into the into the image of Christ. And so whether that means killing off the things inside of me, like pride and arrogance but to make him more like, but him. he's not forcing you, but it's he's not, not, it's for- not making you in the sense of I'm forcing you to do no, this. but I'm, but I am choosing that I, in myself. You signed a contract that we have an agreement that you're going to try to live a better life. Right. That I'm, I'm going to try to be more like this Jesus but man. You who have was, to choose to participate in it. Right. At the, it's at the your same intention. Time. It's your action. Right. It's not a, because that, that's where I always got hung up is people go, well, you're a Christian now. God's going to make you this way. Well, no, no. It's still an exercise. You can't get your pump on unless you're actually out there doing something. I'm, I'm you losing can't, my pump. Yeah, you way. can't <laughs> wish it to I'm, be there. I'm a little concerned about my lack of pump. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get it back. <laughs> the get testosterone it. At, at our age, we've got to hang on to it as long as we can yeah, anyway. I'm really so. looking for a pump. Yeah, but tonight is date night. Yeah, yeah. So right. So Which what? So what? I guess. For? I guess ultimately to wrap it all up. Don't what, forget what the I would batteries. Say, Don't forget the batteries. Don't, you should already have those in your bag, by the way. <laughs> I, I guess to wrap it all up, what I would say about people listening is I would say major on the majors. Be concerned with when's the last time you were giving money to widows and orphans. You know, hey, hey, you're getting hey, you're getting upset about language and maybe some yeah, some alcohol yeah. or things. When, when is the last time that you went to a homeless person and you just brought them into a restaurant with you and you bought their meal and you showed them Jesus that way? Well, see that, you that know? to me that goes back to the whole thing of don't judge me if you if your house is clean and perfect first, clean your house first before you look at mine. Well, right. What makes me proud is the fact that LeBron James and, and a lot of the leadership. <laughs> <laughs> we just went from like Jesus to LeBron James. <laughs> 
sweaty no, vagina. The, the other sweaty king. Vagina. Yeah. The other Listen, king. If you're making comparisons, that would have been Michael Jordan, but we've already covered that. I like the fact how LeBron James and some of the leadership of Black Lives Matter is now um, volunteering in Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, to really reach out and take care of some of the local business that have been damaged, damaged by the riots and the looters. And they're reaching out to the communities and volunteering and, and really being a real voice for change and, and, and really helping. No, wait a minute. They're not doing that at all. Um, no, they're... they're, they're um, you actually had me convinced for a minute. I was like, wait, when do things change? Yeah, like, no, what not, what they're, news they're, did I they're miss? They're not doing any of that, by the way. They're just boycotting games for a bullshit, bullshit fucking organization that's doing nothing to actually reach out and help the, help the black communities. But that's another conversation. But uh, so, I'm so it's okay, though, that I say fuck and we talk about God on the same show. Yeah. Because here's my reasoning. It's language, mm-hmm. and language is under interpretation all over this world. If I, I've always said, if I say, Sharon, you're a dirty slut whore. <laughs> Even if Sharon is a dirty slut whore, and that's okay. I have respect for dirty slut whores. You be you, Sharon. But if I say that to Sharon, that's a derogatory statement mm-hmm. towards Sharon. So that is probably a bad thing. That you could probably say that's a sin. And like I said before, I cursing hit, can't be cursing unless you're actually cursing somebody by definition. Right. So if I hit my thumb with a hammer and say "fuck," or these fucking liberals, that to me is just a an accent, making a strong, putting a strong point on on a, yeah, an emphatic and, statement. Emphasis. To, to, right. Emphasis. Yeah. And, and, and the yeah. thing is, all, are there also? You know, Paul also talks about. Convictions, and if somebody feels convicted to not curse, then it's then you that's, shouldn't, because Paul says if that's your conviction, then you shouldn't, because to you it is wrong. Then, but to the other person that isn't, that's why a lot of pastors preach out of places of their own convictions that are never even biblical. They say this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And I'm like, okay, give me the scripture for this one, this yeah. one, this one. Yeah. Well, that's why I always go back. The one who's protesting the most is probably the one guilty of doing well, it. Well, you know, the shiny, happy, milk-toast, tightly-ironed shirt, Liberty University Christian is not listening to this podcast. Right. But there might be a kid out there who is confused, is conflicted, has some you know internal core beliefs that he's afraid or she's afraid to let out, and she hears these four or five guys talking plainly, saying what they want to say, expressing themselves, but still having a strong conviction for their faith and for God, you know, at, from like we're talking about working with youth and working with teens in this particular world, this fallen world we live in, I think that's going to resonate far greater to someone who's searching for salvation, mm-hmm. searching well, for... Well, and, and to that point, so I've got a 13-year-old. Now, he's at that age where now he's starting to play with bad language. When he's with his buddies, it's just part of that you're growing up and you start experimenting with it. So we've had conversations where I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not asking you to never cuss because it's impossible. What I'm asking you to do is be appropriate, which is a weird word to put with it, but be appropriate with it. You shouldn't look at your mom and go, hey, bitch, where's my dinner? Very inappropriate. And I think at the there same might, time, too, there, we're there also be. talking amongst. So you yeah. have to take the context of what we said in the very first podcast of we're four, five friends yeah, that have yeah, been yeah, working yeah. out for for forever. And this is just how we I talk to each one, other. I would this pay, is how, I would pay one thousand dollars to you right now mm. to hear your kid say to Sid, <laughs> "Bitch, cook me dinner." Oh my god! He, there's been times that he's been be upset enough to come close. Dollars I've ever spent. Yeah, there's been a couple times he's come close 
And it's it. I'm like, and I'm like, just like wringing your hands, pulling the yes. chair up, going, let's watch oh, this happen. Get some popcorn, you know. So it, it's <laughs> now when he's upstairs playing Fortnite because evidently that's all 13 year olds do these days. My 13 year old, that, that's all she does. Yeah, I'm it's totally like confused. There's times what where I'm really I'll, confused by is my 26 year old does, and I yeah, can't figure yeah. that shit out. So I'll hear him <laughs> with his buddies. They'll get excited, and there was one guy abusing online. Uh, he's got a friend that's in like Arkansas or wherever, out yeah, Midwest. Uh, and the kid's going through some hard times. Well, well, my kid is friends with him online, and they try to schedule time to play, which is great. That's your socializing. In the process of this, this kid has some challenges in his life. This other guy was just totally berating him, and Ryan came to his rescue. Like, no, 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 don't, don't yell at him. Yeah, defending him. Good job. Well, I heard him lose his mind a little bit, and he said a couple of cuss words. I'm not upset about that. You know, I'm like, now, now what I said to him later was, what I need you to do is don't make it a habit. I'm not going to tell you never to do it. I'm not saying it's a sin to the point earlier, but I need you to know when is an appropriate time to do that. Have I cussed in front of him? Most definitely. Yeah. Am I proud of it? Not sometimes, but sometimes I do it for emphasis. Like we were talking yesterday and he overclocked his computer and he did a little damage to it. I'm like, dude, I don't mind experimentation and exploration on your computer, but the liability is on you. So if you want to mess your shit up, don't come to me to pay for the video card when you fry it because you started downloading beta software. That's on you. Uh, that's you. I've told you not to do it, so it's the same thing. You've got to be accountable. That conversation with my kid. Yeah, overclocking the overclocking yeah. the what? <laughs> exactly. Ooh. What are we even talking about now, man? Yeah. To do to do a really big backtrack, and we can go right back to this. Yeah. I just I just wanted to make this one because I think that this is a, a interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Was the when was Satan's fault? This is a huge backtrack, I know, but yeah. we, we can come back. So. There's a book that's called Gentile Roots of the Jewish Faith. Mm-hmm. And that this sounds like a page turner. Oh. Yeah. Listen, listen. I, this I do book, have trouble sleeping. This yeah, but might th- be a this, solution. Book, this book would really like anybody that because there's a lot of people in like the modern charismatic movement, which I myself am, char- am charismatic. But in the modern charismatic movement, where it's like all the you know all about the Jewish people, and we need to recognize like the Jewish feast and everything else, and whatever. But David Ravenhill, who's the son of Leonard Ravenhill, the famous revivalist evangelist, Why could not get a name like Ravenhill, Houston God, Ravenhill. I wish my, I mean, my name was like Buck Ravenhill. <laughs> Buck Raven. But David Slim Ravenhill, Ravenhill. He, he wrote he wrote this book, and he talks about say so. His view on Satan's fall was that Satan did not fall until he deceived Eve in the garden. Interesting. And so he says that the first sin was at the same, that man's sin and his sin was at, at the, the same ex- time. simultaneously. And yeah. that is when he chose to defy God yeah. was when he deceived Eve. We'll see, it's a very interesting outlook on, yeah. because we're not really told when Satan's fall is necessarily. We're, there's not really a timeline well, it, with it that. It only and says so, he looked upon himself and saw himself shiny, which was really a reflection because of the type of armor that he wore and the jewels that he wore. But he, he didn't realize that was God's reflection, not his own mm-hmm. source. And so he chose to find himself. What does Jason more. think? Jason hasn't. Jason's, Man, Jason, you haven't said anything. What's the, what's the, what, are you, what are you thinking about this? Hey, I'm Caleb listening. Today. Actually, well, I have two questions. I'm, I'm holding yeah, this let's back. Get Jason. Okay, so, yeah, so, go ahead. so number one. And I have five minutes and I've got to step out because okay. I got a 130. So no, no one sin is greater than another sin. Sin is sin, correct? Correct. Okay. And then the second thing when I. Well, uh, let me let me rephrase that and put it in this way. There are sins that are, but all sin is deserving of hell. Yeah, but there are what the Bible would consider even greater sins. Yes, unforgivable sins. Right, even unforgivable sins. So there are greater sins, yeah. but every sin 
is deserving of hell, even a lie. So yeah. okay, so yeah. yeah. And then the second part was when I initially asked you this question, I was curious to know if like you know predestined if I was predestined to you know have fireball today. <laughs> no, you chose. You chose yeah. to do that. I chose, chose to do. <laughs> so, was our sponsor predestined to provide this? If that would make him happy, I'd say yes. Yeah, okay. Whatever okay. makes him happy, because he might yep. sponsor another episode. That's true. So That's true. we have to, regardless of what the answer mm, is, yes. Whatever we think. And he's Matt predestined to do it three more times. Right. <laughs> he, Matt has been called. <laughs> to our show three additional Matt, times. if the Holy Spirit leads you to bring more alcohol. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> now I can get behind that, brother. <laughs> oh, God. So I, one statement I was making earlier uh, before I still got rudely cut off by this room of assholes is <laughs> my concept of how we came to being mm-hmm. is much like programming language. And, mm-hmm. and I'm not arguing that we're in a simulation or any of that. It's not that. Mm-hmm. It said God spoke and it became. Right. So to me, it's almost like God spoke a programming language that defined this. So mm-hmm. Satan and God doesn't have to be in our day actively turning knobs and pulling levers mm-hmm. because the programming defined how this is going to be. So I just got to go through my life, and there's going to be times, like you said, that's just life. It's right. programmed to be this way. There's going to be times of joy and times of, oh, shit, what just happened, mm-hmm. and times of despair and everything in between, because that is the programming of our experience, and each person's is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Thus, the reason I can't judge you for yours, because your experience is not mine. What you're going through is not going to be mine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that your upbringing, your childhood, it's not mine. Mine was rough. Mine was abusive. My, the stuff my dad went through in Vietnam, mm-hmm. he brought home. And it was very physical between he and I. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time for he and I to figure that out. I'm going to say you probably didn't go through that stuff. Mm-hmm. So we don't have the same perspective of life. Right. And I'm also 30 years older than you. Mm-hmm. I've been through different stuff. And it's like, I can't expect you to see the world like I do. Mm-hmm. And so there's times where I, it's like, well, I want to say this, but I don't want to jade Caleb. Because right. he's not I mean, been through that. Right. You know. It is the same. Yeah. I mean, again. I'll jade Caleb. I don't give a shit. <laughs> have you guys not already jaded me enough? No, yeah. <laughs> it's through osmosis, though. It's not direct. <laughs> right. I mean, I've just had to be with you guys for how many years now? So. <laughs> you're already ruined, man. <laughs> it's, already, it's already over. You're, t- you're actually topping out right now. It's just downhill from here. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited like to, tonight. Tonight's gonna, uh, Ryan's going to see a little uh, different, a little Action? different me tonight. Action? Oh, well, oh, I think well t- tonight I'm doing the uh, the young adult ministry that I'm launching up, and so Ryan's going to be over there with Stephanie. That's cool. Ooh. All right. So what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is we have a witness about that because you don't want me there, do you? Because I'll fuck the whole thing. I mean, you can come, but it's it's oh, it's, it's come, geared for it's geared for 18 to 32. All right. That age range. So we why nev- in the hell would you cap it at 32? Where did you get that from? Well, so because it's it's really a college young adult ministry and jesus so, died at 33 so you know and uh, <laughs> jesus was a young adult when he <laughs> what kind of horse shit is that there's going to be older people there well, it, no, you want to come you're missing the subtle piece the men's conference we've got no evidence that that happened we're going to have a witness that actually this actually took place and be able to well, report back 18 to 32 yeah, and be able to report well, yeah. back but if you're expired and but ryan's insignificant like us well he's our mole ryan's our mole right he's our deep so state now mole. since you're married you're being drugged to church now Against your will, <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think Ryan was the one with the idea. I don't know. Now you're lying for Ryan. See where this is going. And Houston is stepping out. Oh my gosh! Oh, I, I expect 93 seconds from now to be thrown under the bus. So I'll be listening later. <laughs> it's going to be far less than that. I'm going to be totally honest. The last podcast, 
I didn't even hear the end of when I left. Did you guys talk about me? Nope. Nope. Not as far as you know. No. Nope. Oh, not as far. You're right. Not as far as I know. You, you did not. Yeah. Now, now uh, Ryan can get on Houston's mic. Oh, yeah. Ryan, go jump over there. Throw on the headphones. The, uh, headphones are man, I'm sweaty right now. That's all right. I'm telling you. Oh, man. It is, it's a little little warm in here. Not as warm as last it's week. It's nothing like last week. Nothing. I mean, it's nothing like last week, but I'm telling you. I think last week we had the heat on. I think, I think somebody goes out there and flips on the heat when they see us come back here. Uh, move the microphone guys, for a second. Good weekend. Oh, right, Houston has left snacks. the building. I want to go sell some people some search engine optimization. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, Nerd. Later, Houston. I don't even understand what he just said. Blah, 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 blah. So, blah, did blah. Houston fucking hog the whole show or what? I mean, Jesus. <laughs> What a fucking long <laughs> no, no, no. man! I really do like feel bad when I, I feel like I talk so long that I kind of felt bad. Is a long-winded attention whore that doesn't get enough attention at work or at home, and apparently he's got to dominate the whole. Fucking <laughs> I, I say we vote now to fire him. <laughs> I mean, he is a plant. No. Hey, I really enjoyed that though. That was you some shut awesome your whore thing. mouth. Right? <laughs> That was some pleasant conversation. Let's not forget he brought limoncello too. Yes, yeah, I mean, that's see, he like fucked all, there, tell me one good contribution the man's brought to this endeavor. Not, he didn't even have an opinion on Nasara. He had no opinion on Nasara. <laughs> he brought some chickified lemon horseshit liquor. Oh, he, he dominated I, today. He did bring Sid that one time. Well, that's true. That's his. That's his. Oh, that's his shiny yeah, moment. He brought Sid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's well, got a fan. Well, then why, gonna, why don't we just replace his ass with her? Yeah, can we do that? Can we vote? We can do whatever I mean, we want. We've got eleven listeners. We can do what the hell we want. Steph will probably technically Rob hour. overrides all decisions here. Rob, so. Rob's like power drunk now. We got eleven <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'm taking it over. Son of a I was like, oh yeah, that's a whole ten downloads. It's my show now. I got a sponsor too. Hey. Matt, you and me, brother. Just hey, this from now on. I'm going to fire all you guys and bring Matt in here. It's going to be me and him getting hammered every Friday. <laughs> We're actually really close to 1,000 downloads now. Are we really? Yeah. It's like, Are you not, kidding me? No, it's 900 and something. Yeah. So wow. 11 people have downloaded it a <laughs> times? They must have a lot of devices. <laughs> Three iPhones, an iPad. I have 47 iPhones. No, man. The Some word's getting out there, though, about the Facebook page. Now, Is it really? Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Steph. She's all over it. Well, She's I do notice it. like they're doing you, you all the advertising and her in here. I'm, this hey, is a I'm, safe place. <laughs> no, no, okay? no, no. I know, but <laughs> we're getting out there about the Facebook page, man. Well, no, we, it's being we, shared. We went to six hundred like in a day, and now we're only at six seventy. So apparently, the the luster is worn off because it's not growing like that. Unless the deep state is like shadow banning us. They could be. We could be shadow banning. Or, well, only, or maybe there was only 670 people. <laughs> there's only 670 like people that give a shit about what we're talking about. We've capped yeah. out. So, it's, you know. Are people on the Facebook group even listening to the podcast? I don't think anybody's listening. The thing is, I feel um, like every single time we post something about the podcast on the Facebook group, people are like, there's a podcast? <laughs> I'm like, like, yeah, that's why we started yeah. the and page. Then they, and then they listen to 10 minutes of one and are like, oh, I'm out. I'm like out. It, like instead, it was just we joined the group so that way we could put our opinions on, on this group that our friends wouldn't have to see. But we don't care anything about your silly podcast. Okay. Let's see. Can we make fun of live? Oh, here's a li- who in here likes like good? Do you just have a stroke right there? You smell burning toast. <laughs> who, who here likes good outlaw country? Anybody? Yeah, me. I mean, I'm a metalhead, but I love some good. Chris Stapleton, one of my favorite oh, artists. Man. Not anymore. Really? He says what happened? Oh, that he endorses Black Lives Matter, oh, and no. the concept of America is now a myth. 
Oh, no. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, so that means that he is in and he's been called out. So, so he said that? I guess it's only Aaron Lewis that. for me from now on. That mother. Well, you got Aaron Lewis, you got Whitey Morgan, you got... Uh, God, who's... Man, which I'm still up. I mean, I think you guys went on like your birthday or something, but you went to see Aaron Lewis in concert. Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Man, yeah. I, I was pissed that you didn't invite me. I didn't whatever. know you liked Outlaw Country. I love Aaron Lewis. You know, if, that dude I don't, has. I know he's not listening, but my good buddy John Hogan, who's an Outlaw Country fanatic and has turned me on to a lot of cool bands, he, we like to go to, I haven't been to many with him, but he likes to go to shows. So we all need to go to a show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll go. Um, Cody Jinks, um, God, Steel Woods. I mean, yeah, so next many, time we go to even yeah. a metal concert, I mean, Jason, we all need to try we to get a bigger oh, group to go. Rob's show. busy camping. We can't go to anything. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Rob's <laughs> always out in the camper. So. <laughs> we were going to do a 9-11 live episode on 9-11. Uh, wait, what? Uh, what? And then yes. I, and then dumbass me, I go home, hey, honey, we're thinking about doing like a live 9-11 show on 9-11. She's like, do you not listen to anything I say? You dirty, <laughs> devious cocksucker. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> man, Nancy's got language. Nancy will beat you down. All five foot two of her. And I'm like, Scared what? Of her. She's like, we're going camping on the weekend of the 11th. You <laughs> treacherous son of a bitch. I'm like, oh, I forgot. That's because just, you don't listen just tell to her what that, I say. Tell her that Slim will go with her. And, and I'll send Slim. And then we can do the podcast on yeah. 9-11. I mean, so. I had that all set up. It was perfect. What about, and then we said that we can't do the 18th either now. Because that's my daughter's birthday. Actual. But now, the 18th is a Friday. It, that a Friday. So maybe we can do it on the 19th. And that'll be our 9-11 episode. So we're going to... We need to do a 9-11 episode. Because I that's... I mean, you could arguably say the Titanic was the OG false flag. But... 9-11, that's a big one. That's the one that kind of woke people up. That woke a lot of people yeah. up. And we need to walk through why it's bullshit. And I think it also would go a long way because, you know, they hear us talking about, you know, Biden's a piece of human garbage, deep state, you know, I'm, I'm throwing in the chips for Donald Trump, for this, da, 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 da. They need to, con they hear again, I'm not just some right-winger Republican. You know, the Bushes are just as fucking evil as the Clintons. Oh, God, yeah. And they need to hear that. And then that's why, it's, you know, be an independent, be a free thinker. Because a lot of your, my illusions got shattered with 9-11. And because I supported Bush, you know, on his, when he won the presidency the first time over Gore. And then when you realize what his dad has been up to and we realize, you know, his involvement with 9-11 and all the shit that went down there. I mean, it's, you realize just what a piece of shit world we're living in i was only three years old when 9-11 happened really wow. Holy yeah crap. i was born in, i was born in 98 god you suck wow, man that's crazy mm. yeah so man there's i mean like 98 what, what's what's crazy is i mean i was three years old and so i mean you gotta think of kids who i mean people that are younger than me i mean yeah <laughs> my, my sister wasn't even i mean she was born that year right yeah you know no idea it sucks because there's a lot of like what what you would call patriots out there that that I would get along great with, you know, freedom loving, America loving patriots that you still can't say 9/11 was an inside job. They think you're a complete whack job. Mm -hmm. And but they won't sit down and spend 15 minutes looking at the real raw research of that. That's mm. a shame because it, it it was a horrible event for our country because you know, our president was behind it, and uh, obviously he had to be. I mean, you know, and it was a horrific event. 3,500 people lost their lives over, you know, money, power, greed, and bullshit. So. 
Yeah, all about the money. Yeah, it all was, about the money. Oh, it was terrible. Always if you start looking at like all the stuff that happened, like the Building Seven that colla- collapsed a day later, was what yeah. two and a half blocks from yeah. the towers, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it collapsed. And there's it like collapsed. yeah. <laughs> and then they got that new video that's out now that that's in the you know Navdis Facebook page that I posted where these twenty somethings are up there with a old school video. Oh camera. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kept referring to it as an explosion. Oh, there's another explosion. Oh, look at the building. There was an explosion. Look, it's on fire. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. A second explosion. Nobody said, holy shit, that plane just flew into the building. And they got a camera on it the whole time. And then only until they went down to the, onto the street, like 15 minutes later, they're still filming. Some guy walks up and says, yeah, I heard it was a plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, you know, I mean, and it's, it's such horse shit. I mean. Tower Seven. I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. We need to save this for that special episode. But maybe we can we can get to Houston's cabin like if uh, uh, the night after I my can, daughter's birthday. I can do that. That'd be good. So everybody out there, you 11 listeners out there that are still hanging in there, we're going to do a special 9/11 uh, podcast. We're maybe we should actually that. try that as our first video too. Yeah, we could do some. We could definitely shoot some video. We could do some Facebook Live and yeah, have to figure all that shit out. But yeah, that'd be a good one. So does anybody want to make fun of Houston a little more since he's not here? <laughs> yeah, man. Deep mm. state. Deep, deep state <laughs> plant. Just, you notice he always has never to Never forgive him for the limoncello. I mean, yeah. the, <laughs> he always that has always to go every day at one o'clock. Where does he go at one o'clock? He's got to report back. Oh. <laughs> he's got to dump his... <laughs> Hillary will kill him if he doesn't get back. Hillary. He's got to dump what he recorded on his mic, and uh, you know he's got to be debriefed. And they're you like, know, and they're like forgot- it sounded like you had a little too fun of a time on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. sounded like you were having a good time with these guys. I forgot guys. to turn off Alexa, too. She's right back there soaking up every fucking thing we're saying. Oh, you know, the funny part Son about it, like, like you were saying that he's like, um, you know a lot more about this stuff than you act like you do. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See, that's what it is. Yeah, I like, well, <clears throat> I mean, he even said like the tool, like the acronym for like the yeah. five pillars of Calvinism. And I was like, you know, he spent all week being prepped for this yeah, <laughs> by his handlers <laughs> right yeah. so they heard the last one they were like oh he's going into predestination you uh, definitely need to know Calvinism yeah. so hey, let's walk you through this Houston yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like you're going to know everything and they said report back for debriefing at 1.15pm on Friday <laughs> okay <laughs> if you're not there we'll know that they've done something to you <laughs> were you guys speaking in code in this podcast or what <laughs> All right. What else? Is there anything else we guys want to? Oh, The Rock has COVID, by the way. I oh, saw that. Yeah. yeah it's so probably, you know, they probably called, terminal. They called him. <laughs> they, they called him and said, you're up. You got to yeah. take one for the team now and go tell everybody your whole family, aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, cousins, everybody's got COVID. Did he get that from putting the rock bottom on somebody? Or? Apparently. Not. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, you know what? Paul Walker had COVID. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was around him around that time, you know, before Paul died. I actually I have. COVID's been around for a while. Yeah, I have saw a thing where it says Paul Walker was like killed. You know? Oh, yeah. He was oh, killed. Yeah. yeah. And now, Why was Paul Walker killed? Because uh, he had sick, nasty drifts? Well, <laughs> you can see the video um, where it looks like it was an explosion. Yeah, that was an explosion. Yeah, basically yeah. something about him. Somebody being, wanted a super, didn't they? They wanted that car. <laughs> they wanted that car. <laughs> you owe me a 10-second car, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Walker was uh, exposing the Illuminati agenda. Yeah. And they, they oh, wow. Yeah. Man. And his car accidentally blew up six yeah. times. No, no, I'm sorry. He was a, Who was the... 
who is the actor that was in Tokyo Drift? It wasn't Paul Walker. It was the other dude yeah. that like they had him sound like the worst redneck you could yeah. ever imagine and slapped dude, him le- down that's in legit Japan. How he sounds in real life. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's <laughs> I, like I, didn't I know exactly. So. He's, about. He sounds like Slim, and then they throw him in Japan. Oh, I'm telling you, actually, that's one of my favorites. Checked, oh, Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and oh, Furious yeah. movie with yeah, checked, no question. I checked out after the first one. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, oh, watch Tokyo Drift because like, Tokyo Drift is a is a really there's good. There's like one. 17 of them now. Is that right? Yeah, but the other ones. They turned into like government agents now. Tokyo Drift is like the last one where it's literally just like a kid who's now in Japan who's like drifting to stay alive. Because the, the Yakuza is after like him. Ice Cube in one of them or something? Or, or? Oh, no. Uh, Ludacris. Ludacris is in like all of them. He's yeah. all of them, right? Yeah, but here's my thing. I, God, I have I had something going and you completely... It's oh. not me. It's oh. the Malibu. Caribbean it's not the. It's not the Caribbean rum with rum. Malibu. Yeah. How much of that you had? I don't know. The same thing everybody else has had. Oh, you need to start tomahawking. I know, man. Well, I'm, my week's been good this week. Nothing crazy. Had a good week. Yeah. Plus, we're all like. Oh, I know where I was going. Sorry. We're, okay. we're getting back into hard training again. How can the Rock have COVID? <laughs> Caleb, you're gonna fuck him up again. Yeah. How can the Rock have COVID if he is dead? Remember, we read the list like two, three podcasts ago about Keanu Reeves and The Rock was convicted and... I, and I, don't, I don't believe Keanu Reeves is dead. He's this. still alive. I am so tired of the execution, incarceration list bullshit from these plant QAnon idiots. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I think Houston's the one posting them on there. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Executed. Now his clones got COVID. Keanu oh Reeves God. tortured and waterboarded. <laughs> That's all horseshit. Uh, yeah, Man, I think we should get those shirts that said, what was it, the, the waterboard? Uh, it's not waterboard if it's diesel. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> but the, I sent it to the, I sent it to the group chat. It was like it's it looks like a lifeguard shirt, but it says waterboarding instead on it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I was like, man, I need that T-shirt. Oh, it's this one right here. It says uh, waterboarding instructor on it. It's got, it's got the cross. <laughs> I'm in. Oh yeah, that's that's what it says on the top of it. It's not waterboarding if it, if you use, use diesel. diesel. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't think we've been nearly as offensive on this episode as we were. Last well, no, week. we try to tone it down. We made this about Caleb. We yeah. we we try to be too serious about the Lord on this one, and you uh, know, well, I don't want to lose any. Blessings. Can you be too serious yeah. about the Lord? No, you can't. I okay. mean, you need to be serious okay. about the okay. Lord. Okay. I mean, people that don't take him seriously usually it doesn't go well for them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Take the Lord seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, but I, then when I realized when it came out of my mouth, I said, "Man, that sounds really stupid." I, so. uh, I feel like that was a longer message. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to get struck by lightning when I go outside now. Oh, you think I'm a game? <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. That was mostly your message. I'm just didn't. stunned that Jason is sitting here and there's still Fireball left in the bottle and Malibu Caribbean, like whatever that horse shit is, Coconut Joy. Yeah, and it's just sitting there. Well, you, do you want you want a shot? Oh, I think I'm okay. Oh, okay. Jason, wow. you know, he's got a cooler in his car. I've seen it recently. <laughs> it's, it's, so that way, it's so that way he doesn't have to take it inside because he takes the leftovers with him there's so his a, wife doesn't see it and he just keeps it in the cooler. There's still a third of a bottle of that American honey yeah. whiskey up there, too. I'm not near as bad as you make me out to be. I play a part no, here. I no, play a he's, part. he's not. He's Is that not, whistle pig still here. up there? Hell oh, yeah, it's up there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bust into your whistle. What, what, is, it, what is in the cover? Are those straws up there? We need to break into that. When are those we chopsticks? What are those? When we officially christen the 2021 show prep, that's when we need to break into it. Cool. Those so are not chopsticks. Those are Trump straws. Trump straws. Remember when uh, they outlawed straws in California? Yeah. 
Oh, but they gave out free syringes, and that was okay. So, you, um, so they Trump made Trump straws. And his infinite badassery decided to start <laughs> selling Trump straws, and I immediately got online and ordered some. So, and I, I went got, to California and started throwing them all in the ocean. So, on, in my nineteen seven or in my seventeen seventy six pewter mug, I have my Trump straws right next to my Trump Make America Great bobblehead. And right next to my I love Jesus, but I drink a little sign. And right next to the uh, like the Metallica brew. And, and then the... I've got Metallica beer, and I've got Iron Maiden Trooper beer, and then I've got some uh, Patron Exo Cafe next to the Whistle Pig, next to the uh, Leftover Honey. American Honey. Uh, American Which I have honey. to say, that shop was really cool in Asheville where we got those beers from. Oh, yeah, it was real cool. Yeah. That was a really cool shop. The fact that they even had those in there was cool. I would but... love to go back to Asheville, but you're not allowed. Because they make you wear a mask, and I refuse to. Do Dude, that. I went up there, I think a month ago. There was not a lot of people out there wearing masks. There, I mean, there were some, but I mean, well, you know, some hippie Nazi's going to make you. There were the there were a couple spitting on him, and I'm going to be thrown out of. Yeah, there were a couple forever. restaurants that weren't letting people sit in, but other than that, everybody else was pretty much open. And so you don't have to wear deodorant or shoes, but you have no, to wear that's a mask. Optional. Asheville <laughs> is very progressive. I just I went up there. I went up there sometime after we went to the Gojira concert, but I went up there again and like you got people like set out on the side of the street and they're like, Oh, you know, let me do your uh, palm reading for you or <laughs> just like all kinds of other little things. And I'm like, man, this is like one of the most progressive. It's probably the capital of the East coast. Progress- it, it, I mean, besides New York. Yeah. It's, it's, it's San Francisco light. Right. That's really what it is. And and it's got more lesbians per capita than in any other city. I had a friend who was coming from Florida. Not that Florida. there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I had, I had a friend coming from Florida, and he, he said he went to the Chick-fil-A that was in Nashville, and I said, did they have garlic outside their door to keep the homosexuals out? And he just started laughing. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it worked the same way. I didn't know. I didn't know. But, but uh. Yeah, that's. I think when we went up there, what store did we go into that that Tyler wanted to go into, and we ended up coming out. We're like, the place was terrible. Urban Outfitters. Oh, Urban that's Outfitters. what it was. Because like Tyler was like, oh man, Urban Outfitters has some cool band tees in here. Sometimes. Well, to be fair, they used to. They yeah, used well, to. I, I believe him. But like, we went in there, and it was like you ever been in like a Forever Twenty One? Like, you took your daughter in there or something? Like, that's what it was, pretty much. Yeah, it was terrible. And we come outside, yeah. and on the window in like Sharpie is written, "This store used to be really cool and used to have like Death Row record shirts and everything else, and now it's just a bunch of pansies and whatever." I'm like, bunch what? Bunch of goddamn pansies. I'm like, man, that is hilarious. I went in there to get my damn Iron Maiden T-shirt. Anybody wants some fireballs? Some lamb lady. Spe- speaking lady of the Goo-goo. speaking of the palm readings at the like people are doing outside. I actually just recently read a statistic that's really uh, crazy. Is is that it says something like seventy percent of millennials have had some kind of a supernatural experience, but out of that seventy percent, fifty percent of it was things like Ouija boards, palm readings, like psychics things like that and so i heard that statistic i was like man i was like that's kind of crazy because like you don't really see that high of a percentage with other like generations or anything else it doesn't but but it's like man like it just showed me even more so like and that's why you asked why i was doing the young adult stuff is like i think there's a lot of people around my age the millennial age and different things like that that they're really desperate to know that there's something more than just this Right. Yep. You, know, you know, and so of course they're gonna yeah, the go educa- through those experiences. I'd and say everything. the education about it's disappeared. Right. 
So I thought that was interesting. I was just giving that well, statistic. Universities I read about are it. just indoctrination camps for progr- hard progressive liberalism and communism and so. Yeah, and, socialism, and, and like I said on the last one, they vote for you. Obviously, however yeah, they, they want you to vote. For you. They're like, yeah, here, uh, hand me your uh, mail-in ballot, and we'll turn it in for you. Like, okay, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> All right, well, we're almost fucking two hours in. <laughs> Sweet. Um, if we had any listeners, they're all gone now. So uh, I think this we had fun. We always have fun. Uh, <laughs> if anybody out there would like to provide us with more liquor and be mentioned 67 times on the show, feel please feel free to uh, submit your offering, uh, and we will gladly accept it and mention you on air, too. Or Matt can just keep feeding us alcohol, and we'll make him the official sponsor from here on out. I don't give a shit, as long as we get uh, lit up. So, um, <laughs> I don't care what happens. I don't care, as long as I get a fire drink. Episode 6, brought, episode brought to you six. solely by Matt Strickland. Yep, episode 6 is brought to you by Matt Strickland. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. We uh, The rest of our Friday will go much better, thanks to your generous offerings to the cause okay everybody episode six is in the books i have no fucking idea what's going to happen on episode seven but uh it seems to be the theme these days but tune in anyway tell a friend tell an enemy we don't give a shit just uh if we can add two or three more to the list of our loyal followers we don't care so thanks for hanging in there uh seriously though throw some questions at us we really enjoyed that thanks chad for submitting a couple and uh uh, throw it into the Facebook group. If you're not a member, go ahead and join. And uh, we look forward to hearing those questions. And we look forward to uh, helping you guys out uh, make all your most important worldly life decisions <laughs> here on the podcast. So, because we are the greatest examples we are the, of men you should follow. <laughs> yeah, if you should follow anyone's lead, it's definitely us. <laughs> until next time, everybody have a fantastic weekend. Keep fighting. There's only how many days until the uh, election flu is over? Oh, I don't know. It's like something. The Kung flu is coming for you. 80 uh, something days until the election flu is finally gone. Yeah. I don't know. I can look that up. I didn't know. You, you, you sprung that on me. I didn't know. I was you're, to... you're supposed to be our fact. Who's the guy that does it for Rogan? That always. It's Jamie. He says, yeah, yeah, Jamie, yeah. pull Jamie, that up. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie pull J- Jason, you're our Jamie. So. <laughs> Jason, pull that up. Hurry. Jason, pull that up. How I'm many looking, days until I'm the election? Look, I'm, look, I'm like, Man, you're, you you're slower than now. Jamie. Damn, you are slow as shit. Uh, Jamie gets everything instantly. It's like he knows what Joe's going to ask him. <laughs> 59 days, 10 hours, 59? 33 seconds. 59, that's it? That's Only it. 33 seconds at 30. It is 59 days until the election flu is over. So rip your mask off. Tell anybody that requires a mask to go suck a dick. And uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Peace.